chock full of meat. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Shout out. Shout out. He pitched. He was a basketball. That's uh, quite a feat. Forget it, Bowler. Are you kidding right now? What am I gonna do? It was a gift from the heavens. Try a taste. Maybe he was high on the hashish. Stop me, beautiful! Oh, yes. It is time for another one, Tuesday night. Hope you're feeling all right. It is the 8th of August. That's right, 8-8-2023. And this here is Bowl After Bowl, episode 262. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean saying awoo to you. Awoo indeed. A little awoo for you. Every time I type it, every time I uh, I had to pause when I was about to say it, I, I keep wanting 626 for 262. Hmm. There's your dyslexia kicking in. I don't understand. Only with numbers, though. Well, it's way worse with numbers by a lot. And just certain ones. I don't know. Like this one in particular. Like Anytime there's repeating digits, it just jacks with me a bit. Jacks with you. Funks with you. Yeah, 262. Six, 626. Ugh. 262, yeah. That's 626 a lot. will be much that's a, older. That's a lot of numbers when you're going through and uh, changing by hand in your RSS feed every single pub date. Oof. Like an absolute caveman. Couldn't you automate that? Oh, probably. Most likely. Almost certainly. But you took the time to do it by hand. I had a few other breakthroughs and I was... Like, it took me less time to do that than it would have to automate it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have, like, this is the only time I'm ever going to do this. Yeah. Fixing these dates. Because then in the future, so the idea is this. And maybe I'm a dumb dumb. Maybe I'm uh, doing it wrong, which is fine. But uh, I kind of want all of my pub dates to still reflect the episode date when we start, you know? Definitely. And we have this weird situation where we start a live show. Around 9.30-ish, you know, give or take. Yeah, Tuesday nights. And therefore, uh, we got to figure out, you know, by the time we publish, it's the next day. Yes, it's Wednesday. And so all the pub dates are like Wednesdays, pretty much. Mm. Which I just don't, you know, it just feels, ah, Bowlers for Bowls is definitely a Tuesday show. Yeah, exactly. It's Tuesdays. And so when you're looking at all the episodes... If you're rendering data from the the feed, then all the pub dates are Wednesdays or, you know, even with the Bulls with Buds, a lot of times it's the next day because we're publishing after midnight. So whatever. I tweaked them all to be 11.33 p.m. on the night that they actually are released. Nice. With a few exceptions. Like some of the ones I didn't mess with were the ones we published like well early in the day. We did a, we did a, we've done a number of like 
Some of them are post no agenda stream ones. Yeah. Those will publish anywhere between like seven and nine PM. You like get done pretty early. Uh there were a couple we like wake and baked. Yes, we have had a few wake and bakes. We've done that with Abel Kirby. Mm-hmm. We've done that with Zero Fee Routing. Yep. Our friend Kyron. Kyron Down. Of Mere Mortals. Yeah. So uh a lot of times when it's people on the other side of the planet. We will be doing it at different times and doing a little different dance, but yeah, I went through and just changed them all by hand like an ass crack. I was trying to just manipulate the output date with JavaScript by subtracting the hours, but I don't know. It turns out if you subtract hours uh, at one in the morning, it just goes to zero Mm. eventually and it won't roll back to yesterday or something. I don't know. I'd probably just fucking stupid. Well, but I feel um, not it, wasting time on that, trying to figure out the automation and just plowing forward with the simple hand hacking way. Mm-hmm. Since you only had to do it this one time. Right. Yeah. So now with the future ones, I'll just make sure that the pub date is always that. 1133. Yeah. No matter what time it really be. I was scooting through and uh, kind of taking a memory lane trip while I was parsing the feed. Because that's, that's what's so cool about your RSS feed. Like, it's all in there. Yeah, the source. Source of truth. Source of truth. So, uh, we have been doing the Tuesday thing. It was like four shows from coming back from hiatus to, like, going live, getting on the stream. It was like, uh, maybe five or six, actually, now that I think about it. Four score and 20 bowls ago. Yeah, it was, uh, a crazy little ride. And remember, first we were just, uh, streaming on the Hog Story Network. Yes, when we started doing live. Because we didn't even have right. a live stream at the beginning. And then we still didn't have a live stream, but uh, No Debit set us up a separate one on his, and then eventually we got our own live stream. Crazy. Yeah, the adventure is wild. And the first bowls were just you. Before yeah. the live thing. Uh, I never did one alone. Oh, well, you were the guest. So I always talked to somebody, thank God. <laughs> How dry would that be? Thanks, God. Especially with the Yeti mic. On the desk. <laughs> you can hear every little thunk, thunk, and thunk. No noise somebody gate. tapping the uh, table for emphasis. Yeah. No noise gates. Oh, my God. Even when <laughs> we came back, there were no noise gates for a while. My, how far we've come. And still, our music is too quiet. So, I don't know. Maybe one day we'll solve the audio engineering thing. Ha. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I said maybe. It's always something new to learn. Yeah, this is true. You know, there's probably no such thing as perfection. I've been, but no, you can get closer. Just nose down in the code, trying to make the website finally happen. Stop bitching and get in the kitchen, kind of thing. You know? Yeah, I've been watching your progress. Cooking up from the bowl, and uh, I like what I see. Finally, grabbing XML and parsing it into JSON, which is like shit that a little baby should be able to figure out, and that's kind of the spot where I've. Ran out of time uh, in the past, traditionally, and just kind of walked away. Because, um, you know, I've been working on this stupid-ass website knowing what I want for quite some time. Yeah. But the more I learn, the more my stack preference changes a little bit, you know. So I went from wanting to maybe make a, uh, a .NET Framework MVC site, probably was the very first idea I had like a couple years ago, to now trying to do something in Next, which I'm definitely committed to. Um, it's kind of where I've settled is what makes the most sense to me. Hmm. Uh, and finally pulling the friggin' XML data 
and uh, parsing it to JSON objects and getting it to map correctly. Oh my god! Wow! So I feel like uh, I feel like a little baby who finally pooped in the potty. <laughs> Good job! After shitting my pants for two to three years. <laughs> So that's nice. That's cool. That's a good feeling. Uh, also learned how to select special characters in JSON properties Ooh. in JavaScript, which special is special characters. Some I've never had to deal with before. Yes, yeah, so like say you've got like an at sign in a property in your JSON. So you know, for normal data names, if you write stuff in JSON and you're not a total bastard, usually you'll pick a common casing convention like kebab case or pascal case or something that's like you know uh camel case probably the most common something where there's a standard casing convention so either all the words are lowercase with dashes for spaces that would be the kebab or every word is smushed together there's no spaces but every new word is capitalized except for the first word that would be the camel right yeah camel case that's how i save things so if the properties (laughs) are named like that you can just uh say the whole json object represents your feed well you can go channel dot item dot uh i don't know let's say title to get your podcast episode title right but if you parse with a parser from xml over into json sometimes what you need is in an attribute like an xml attribute so the way that those are spliced off and saved um they use a bunch of at underscore signs by default for these attributes so an example is your image has an attribute, right? Mm. And so I need the URL of the image attribute. So I need to have an at sign in there. It turns out you just pass the at sign in a string, and then that string needs to be inside square brackets. And you use that instead of the dot to dive in. Wow. Yeah. Did you learn something just now? Inside of the brackets, not the dot. It's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. I'm glad that... Uh, I got lost in the grocery store there for a second. I can tell. I apologize. No, it's okay. It's my own fault. It's my own fault. You left me at the casing. I can follow the casing. Okay, we got camel case. and But then the string. Yeah. Well, I'll show you. It makes more sense when you look at it visually. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, all I saw was uh, the UI, I guess. the The way that it's going to look. Yeah, and the, the all some, episodes page displayed. There's some flashing neon, and there's a list view, and I thought that was very cool, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, you can thank Stephen B. for the uh, CSS tips link he sent me, and he was like, I think this would look good with a neon effect of some sort. And so I was like, yeah. It looks awesome. Well, might as well play with the styling now. Thanks, and, Stephen uh, B. So I switched the font out to get some kind of a font where all the letters connected so it would be more believable with neon, you know? And then I got a glow on there and a flicker and also, like, a border glow. So it just, like, it looks like a green and purple neon light that flickers occasionally. But only we can see it right now. Yeah, it's still a... Well, there are screen caps that I've been put uh, putting up. And that's about it. That's about it for right now. Yeah, so what do I got? I got the styling down. I got the uh, JSON parsed. I got uh, my next, oh yeah, that list view you mentioned. Because you you said that there's some other shows you like where they just list all of the links. Yes. No bullshit, just the episode name and the date. Yeah, episode name, date, all the way from one to wherever they're at. I want to be able to see them all in one click. And do a control F for anything in that page. Yes, like if I'm looking for a specific bulls with buds, for instance. 
Yeah. I want to see all of the appearances of the person I'm searching for. Well, that is definitely coming too. I've got a, I'm going to make a view for buds specifically. And so you'll be able to see things like how many times they've been on. You, you should be able to sort buds by any of these things like most recent bud, most appeared bud. Uh, and then clicking on anyone should bring up, I think an image, a short bio, any link they want and a, value tag where you could just boost that person right there. I want some kind of interface like that, you know? Nice. Some kind of like, oh, I heard them on a Bulls with Buds. Pull them up. There's shows that they're on. If they're on shows, there's link to their page. Maybe a no agenda social account if they've got that. And then some sort of way to just boost them directly from right there. Yeah. yeah I love that guy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's the goal. Uh, the other things that I need, I need to paginate the episodes. So I'm showing all the episodes in a tiled view. And then there's another thing that I have to just freaking teach myself somehow. Uh, SWR, I think, is what I'm going to be using. There's a use SWR hook mm. available in Next.js. And basically, without going into another lost in the supermarket moment, it helps you add pagination to data fetching. What's pagination? Pagination means I want to like load 12 episodes and then have next page button. Oh, okay. And then you can click next and you get the next 12 and so forth and so the forth. The nemesis to my list view. Exactly. Yeah. And then you'll be able to toggle between grid and list view for whichever one you want. Gotcha. I just don't know if I want those deals at the bottom or if I want the infinite uh, load more, load more, load more button. I kind of like the pages personally. Because what if you're going to want to go way to the end? You know, there's 262 of these things. I'm not going to hit fucking load more however many times I got to do that. Yeah. What, like 18, 19 times? So more you want it where it shows like the numbers of the pages, like one, two f- to five, and then like dot, dot, dot. Yeah, and, and then, then a, got also the a drop down where you could say like, hey, show me 50 per page. Hey, show me more per page. You know, I yeah. don't want to flick through this 100 times. Something like that. Uh, Yeah, that's the pagination also the single episode page and how i'm going to handle that so like right now it's just kind of a blog view and you've been writing the show notes in, yeah in blog form and that's now we need a shorter description for each episode that's right so that just a little bloop shows up underneath yep on the tiled view i'd like to just to have a, a real brief thing of like the important event that happened or whatever you know yeah Basically what we toot out at the end of the show when yeah. we publish. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Just pick a couple of leading stories and um, kind of what happened. Ah, so that is another thing that I don't see any other way. We're going to have to write that out one by one. Yeah, well. Because it's going to take human eyes to go in there and see what happened that episode. You know, I can't just. Automate that somehow. Yeah. That's all right. I can help with that. That would be very cool. Right now, I have a cleaned f- version of the feed, and it doesn't uh, actually, it's not live anywhere. It's just what I'm going to roll the feed over into once we switch the website over. But uh, I've taken out all the bullshit C data that's been jammed in there by Podbean mm-hmm. and uh, also replaced all those descriptions because that's where the C data was hiding out. So now all the description tags in there just have a to do of write new description. <laughs> Oof. That that I was able to just find and replace. I didn't even have to. Uh, luckily, VS Code lets you do regex in the find and replace. So I was able to find all of the uh, description tags. Nice. Through a regular expression. Regex. Makes yeah. it sound so clinical. It's pretty clinical. <laughs> 
regex is like uh how you can skip or have wildcard characters essentially what you're looking for is an opening description tag and then a hard return and then any number of characters and then another hard return and a closing description tag and that's the search so that way no matter what's in between those opening and closing description tags you find all 261 of them so hard you're looking at me with it <laughs> I was caught up on hard return. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, baby. Return it pretty hard. Uh, also, the last thing I'm looking into is how to build out the slug system. So, Hey, I know what a slug is. Yeah, you little journalist. That's right. It's just like a one word to represent what everything stands for, well, yeah? It's, it's like, not this necessarily, is a story. It, it is one word in the sense that it's an unbroken string. Okay. Yeah. So, like, if it's multiple words, you have to have dashes in it. Or camel case. Or camel case. Yeah, exactly. Look at you. Or camel case. <laughs> Melted my heart a little bit. Give me a camel, so need- camel case of the heart melts. Sorry, I interrupted you and you're being sweet. That's <laughs> all right. I got, I got plenty more where that came from. Ew. Um, so you need a slug for, what, every episode? Yeah, so the idea is Next.js has uh, dynamic routing available. So basically all I have to do is tell Next what an individual episode should look like in terms of the web view, right? So where I want to print the title of the episode, where I want to print the MP3 player, what the how to find the MP3 link. And then the feed already organizes all of the episodes by item. And so every time you click on a single episode... You'd be taken to, dynamically to that episode's page, and it's all just filled in. You only have to build it out one time. And then depending on which 261 episodes that you click on, it'll generate this specific episode for you and just use the proper item in the feed to build it out. Now, the way it finds the proper item is all of them have a unique slug. And so that slug you can put in literally as the URL. So it'd be like bullafterbull.com slash episode slash episode dash 260 dash Bulls with Buds, Mary Kate Ultra, and Make Heroism. Something like that. And that would go right to the episode page. Have all the shit that you need. Um, the Everything I've seen, including from the official Next documentation, like every teach course for Next has blogs set up to read markdown files as like the content. So if you can just look at markdown, it's like a really simple... Um, quasi-language. I don't know even if I would call it a language. Markdown? Okay. But markdown is kind of a way to take notes in a halfway technical manner, and so you can do styling with things like, I don't know, a title is like one hash in front of the line there. And then like, oh, there's other things like links. The link text is in square brackets, and then the link itself is in parentheses afterwards or something like that. Okay. So there's just a different way to format it, but then if you just type your show notes out that way and save the markdown file, then a blog post will be able to generate that all beautifully. Oh, I can learn that. It's super simple to pick up. Cool. And then standardized. And possibly, what I would love to do is just get a text input, just like you use right here, and then the the markdown's handled on the back end. Um, But one way or the other, we'll figure something out. Yeah. That's my next step goals, though. The single episode page and the slug system so that we can uh, 
I think once I get those things actually down, then we can roll things over or at least release it early, like on a new.bullafterbull.com for a while and still keep the old shitty WordPress because it works. Yeah. And uh, just have like the new one out for a while to test on and goof around with. And then I can start Break. slowly adding things like the buds page and uh, yeah, the other things that I want. Eventually, like I want to be able to boost from there. I want to be able to, you know, kind of like the podcast index has where you can just boost directly from there using uh, WebLN or something. That's what I was going to ask. How are we going to boost on the site? Yeah. TBD? TBD, but yes. Uh, I think that there should be ways to make people um, static QR lightning codes that we could boost person uh, pages from or with, all that kind of stuff. So those are the, those are the things I'm thinking about. Anyway, it's been, it's been really great, and I should specifically thank uh, Make Heroism, Mary-Kate Ultra, and Boobery, uh, and for that matter, TJ the Raffle and Malachi and all these other uh, musicians who've been putting the self-hosted music out. All this energy has really gotten me to just hit the ground running on this thing, and I'm excited to keep doing it while we uh, go out east. Yeah. It's like something that'll keep me busy, because I'm... Like, I'm really good at relaxing and taking it easy. I can do it in almost any scenario. Just about anyone. Unless I'm mad hard-pressed up against some, like, do-or-die deadline, I'm good at relaxing. And so I need to be better at not relaxing Mm. or staying focused over a long time on certain projects. And so this is my, like, true test as we go east, like, to keep this momentum rolling. Well, especially on a vacation. Jeebus. Yeah. Well, on the days that I'm driving, I'm not going to be uh, uh, programming at all. Oh, thank the Lord. Uh, <laughs> I can just see you driving with a laptop in your lap, like worse than someone texting on their phone. You're like, okay, that didn't to get, work. get uh, the little laptop stand like the cops have in their cars. Oh, yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. Not advice. I mean. Bowlers. Seems very legal to me. <laughs> if the cops can do it. Come on. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, speaking of the big mass trip, we've been getting ready for that. That's right. We cl- I w- cleaned the yard all up, sold the DVDs. Cleaned the chicken coop all up. Mm-hmm. I guess I got hand in hand with the yard. John is now crammed in the back row with the other two girls on the, all three of their car seats side by side. Yeah, so we have room for two adults in the middle. So that's an interesting change. I, I quite like it. And, um, uh, Yeah. That should be cool. We got friends to stop and see along the way, the whole way out there. Yeah, that's super exciting. And the way back. And, uh... Might try to throw a weird last-minute No Agenda meetup together out there somewhere. That would be cool. It occurs to me that that would be fun. Maybe we should get in touch with somebody out there. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, Lady Butters. We'll have to just look on noagendameetups.com also to see if maybe there's already something... That would be a good move. That would be a good move. (laughs) Be prepared. Boy Scout. Eagle Scout. All this is coming together. It's crazy how fast this rolls up. I'm still, there's still a piece of my mind that's like excited for my birthday to come. (laughs) What? You know what I mean? Just the Uranus trip. Like there's still a piece of me that's like anticipating that even though it's long been over. Jeez. The significance of the passage of time. Exactly. That's what I'm around here, like, contemplating. What I wanted to say is that 
the kids have been excited getting ready to go out east, and we read Make Way for Ducklings. Oh, yes. To prepare for it, because that's the book of Massachusetts. They've got Dr. Seuss as their state author, and then Make Way for Ducklings is the state book. But you didn't hear me read it, so you still haven't read it. I heard that it's about ducks, and they go to the city. Yes, they're looking for their permanent home. They go to the common. And the swan boat at Boston Common, that little pond there, is perfect because all the people throw peanuts at them. And they got a nice pond to hang out on all day. The common is sick. Fucking guys standing all day throwing bread at you. Yeah, but Mrs. Mallard, she has her nest set up somewhere else. And then a nice officer named Michael ensures that they safely get to the common by making way for ducklings and calls out the whole police force to make sure that (laughs) all the motorists know, hey, we've got to make way for ducklings. Those ducklings are coming. We're going to need backup. Personally, I think that is how the cops should protect and serve. I think that's a great use of my taxpayer money. (laughs) Hey, we got a family of ducks coming through. Let's make sure nothing bad happens. Because you remember that guy in California that ended up on the lanes? He was making way for ducklings and someone killed him. Yeah, I remember that. That's a cop's job. He's got to bring in the um, road flares and such. Protect himself before he wreck himself. Amen. Fist bump. Fist bump guy. (laughs) What are you doing, guy? Well, Uh, and I think we'll probably be stopping at Fun Spot in New Hampshire because duh. Yeah. And that reminded me of something you did today. Yeah, I did. I Well, you started my day off handing me a photo frame and saying, throw a picture of the kids in one of three photo frames, right? So I just picked the three oldest ones. And I was looking through our old pictures, and I was looking at the stuff from our trip up north to uh, that Steve Sanders invited us on to meet Walter Day and Billy Mitchell and all of them. Fantastic people. And I was like, hey, remember that uh, Walter said, go take a picture in front of the Twin Galaxies plaque, send it to me, and I'll put you on one of my... Uh, His trading cards. Yeah, one of my Walter Day collection trading cards. Walter Day's Superstars of 2023, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, that sounds fun. And so we did that that day. Like, the very next day he suggested it. We Before we left town, we went in and did that. And I was like, yeah, I wonder what's up with the, that card going on. So I texted Steve and asked him. He relayed a message back from Walter saying, oh, I'm waiting for them to write up the uh, story on the back. It's got like, <laughs> be like 150 to 200 word uh, little blurb on the back of all these cards, you know. And so like I have one from uh, Walter Day at Cafe Paradiso. Yeah, with his musical premiere. Which is what the event that brought us up there in the first place. There's a card for that event. So uh, I just kind of used that as my guide, and I wrote a little blurb up about our trip up there, and uh, I was like, shit, I didn't know that uh, I was supposed to write a blurb for it. I would have done that months ago. A long time ago. Like, on the way home. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. But you got it done today. I did. I got it done. What else can we say? You uh, sent me some ISOs as well. I did. All that you got to do is just ask them questions and listen to what they have to say and shit. Yeah. Simple as. Simple as. Simple as pie. American pie. Uh, I sent you some ISOs. You did send me some ISOs. 
What are you doing, guy? That's gotta be my favorite. That though. was great. What are you doing, guy? <laughs> Adam Sandler. How much more Massachusetts can you get than adding an Adam Sandler drop to the board? Uh, yeah. I like it. Pot smoking bum. Mm -hmm. And that's from the same movie, which was That's My Boy. Maybe he was high on the hashish. Yeah, I used some of those on the way in. Same movie. Tonight. I watched that because, well, I had never seen it. And Net Ned was smoking some Donnie Burger a few bowls ago and said, all these strains of the dispenser are named after That's My Boy references. Right. <laughs> so I took note of it. And I thought it was worth the watch. That's my, that's definitely, okay, Little Nicky used to be my favorite Adam Sandler movie. That's My Boy has moved to number one. It had that everything you me. want. It had everything you want for like the the raunchy comedy Adam Sandler thing. Adam Sandler doing like a fucking cartoonish voice and character the whole time. Um, copious amounts of bare boobies. Yeah, boobs. Bouncing all over the place. Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. Being his son. Um, a hilarious combination. With the feather earring, that really got me. The feather earring and the back tat. <laughs> uh, there were some close to home moments. Yeah, that was a great one. The Vanilla ice. <laughs> Vanilla ice the whole time. The premise is basically Adam Sandler is uh, a kid who got famous for getting his junior high teacher pregnant. And then uh, she has the son and gets sentenced to 30 years in prison <laughs> for uh, statutory rape. And then, yeah, the story is about him trying to re repair the broken relationship between himself and his son as his son is getting married. Wonderful. A wonderful comedy film. Yeah. He also needs money. The guy needs money. Common premise. <laughs> Trouble with the IRS. You haven't paid your taxes in three years. I thought they took it out automatically. Yeah, I told them that, and they said that was the stupidest thing they'd ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Very Massachusetts movie. Mm-hmm. Lovely views. A lot of it looked like it was shot at the Glades. Mm. Which is, for a reference, where Witches of Eastwick was filmed. Plenty of shoreline kid to, to choose from. Uh, what else happened this week? Boostagram Ball is now rocking. The second episode of that drop. Adam Curry's been doing his uh, little music show. Yeah. And uh, Making Beans got a spin on there. All right. It was pretty cool. And, uh, in fact, it was pretty nice how he did the intro to it. He kind of acknowledged us as the uh, first out of the gate in terms of putting out these music uh, albums on RSS feeds and getting the whole music discussion kind of kicked off two Christmases ago. So that was kind of cool to hear yeah. him put uh, respect to the Abel and the Wolf name. And in related news, I was trying to kind of point people toward Abelcraft. Uh, to kind of hear the behind the scenes of the whole journey, and turns out Abelcraft is down, the feed's down. Uh-oh. So I did call Abel Kirby and uh, had a chat earlier today about it, uh, and he's canceled the uh, the hosting for it. And he has sent me over all the deets, so I'm just going to uh, restore that sometime this week. Cool. Uh, since it's a finished show, I figure we can just throw it up on my server. <clears throat> just like the album is published. Yeah. Since, you know, we don't have to add any more shows to it ever or anything. It just needs to be available to hear all the old shit. So that's what I'm going to be putting together. 
in addition to working on the website and all that stuff, I figured, hey, I'm already in that kind of zone, so let's do this. Yeah, and get it done on vacation. Mm-hmm. Workcation. A workcation. That's right. And, uh, hey, I'll have my studio set up, so we're going to do at least two shows out there. That's right. Maybe we can figure a bulls with buds uh, on a whim. Who knows? Who knows? We're going to keep everything know. very loose and open. You never know until you find out, a wise man once told me. Uh, you never know what kind of support you get either until you find out. That's right. Maybe we should thank some people. Yes. Pull up some pages. Because we put every bull out there value for value. It's just out there. So if you get value out of this show, give some back. Evaluate the value the bull brings into your life. There you go. That's what these bowlers did. Uh, In the PayPal, we actually had a big chunk from uh, I don't want to dox or anything. So there was no note. I didn't see an email. Uh... But you could email show at bullafterbull.com. That goes to both Lorian and I. Or you can email us individually. Mine's Spencer at bullafterbull.com. And mine is Lorian at bullafterbull.com. But SC, I just want to say initials so that you don't exactly know. Could be Scott Calvin. Could be Santa Claus. Could be somebody else entirely. We all know Santa Claus is a stoner, so that makes sense. It makes sense because he hit us with 50 bucks. Well, thank you, SC. Very much appreciated. And if you want to send a note in or any other additional uh, credit or whatever, please let us know. Yeah. And we can fix up your name in post if there's something you want to be known as in the show notes. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, old Nick the Rat trick that I learned. Learned it from the rat. How to never dox. I love it. The sewers uh, security protocol. It's kind of like something that I wanted to, you know, I don't think I could fully replicate it just because of the massive amount of scientists that work in the sewer, but we can at least look to that as a shining guide for how not to dox. So thank you, SC. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Uh, We also have a really fun way to share value instantly and permissionlessly. That means I don't have to worry about anybody turning me off uh, because I said something stupid, which I do every week, say at least a couple of stupid things. Uh, No way, man. We just exchange value via the lightning network over bitcoin and that way it can be my own bank and payment processor processor and lorian can also be her own bank and payment processor that's right byob totally separately be your own bank be your own bank uh and so some folks who are already on that tip they uh send us boostograms week after week bowl after bowl and we read them out here uh toward the front of the show and we usually do a little dance to get ourselves in the mood. I'm gonna boost some stats. I've got 40,000 in my wallet. I'm, I'm, I'm boosting value contribution. This is fucking awesome. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, dude, you can boost a gram. Yes. See what I'm saying? Boost a gram. To the bowl. Uh-huh. And uh, we will see that. We will receive that gram and uh, share it amongst the, the bowling uh, value project here accordingly. The last boost, we always scroll back six days ago when we were fading out on the last episode of Bull After Bull. Harvhat hit us again, 1420 sats out of CurioCaster, right to that live tag. Thank you, Harvhat. Appreciate you. Uh, not long after, C. Brooklyn, 112, hit us with a sack of five Richards. That's 11-111. All right, thanks, C. Brooklyn. He was boosting out of Podverse. 
And he said, boosting is my cause. <laughs> nice. The clear Pokemon. Pokemon Boostagram uh, anthem reference. Yes, which you can find at any nude podcast app by searching for MK Bowler or boost them all, exclamation point. Yes. Thank you, Booberry, for uh, value enabling that, Jam. Yeah, thank you, Booberry. Uh, although it was his gift, his birthday gift. That's right, because... Give him the full version there. He inspired the whole thing. I just love that uh, programmable money, and we're, we're out there actually in the trenches using it, right? You can make art, you can throw it out there, and you can say, all right, here's where it lives, and it's value-enabled. So you can return value to the specific people on that project. And it's all dynamic. So whoever's on the particular project gets the particular boost. It was so cool to see the, the boostograms come in from Adam's show, Boostagram Ball. Because it's like all different applications routing these. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Next up was Dame Trail Chicken. <gasps> Thank you. And she says, uh, Axe Head Watch Boost, love mine. So she knows what time it is. Very nice. Thank you very much. I also enjoy my Axe Head Watch. Boost time. It's so pretty, the Axe Head Watches. She was boosting from the Fountain app, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's all wood, and it's uh, synchronized with my computer to the second, which is synchronized to official atomic clock by the second, down to the second. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, here was the first Boostagram ball boost, so I think that I should at least uh, give some thanks to people for boosting through the Boostagram ball tag, which, by the way, it, it works through the... Uh, the uh, live value split or the time value split, I think it's called actually. Uh, a time value split, you can dynamically change the value tag destination depending on what time in the episode it is. So while our song played on Boostagram Ball, if anybody were to boost during that song, the boost came to Abel and I 90% and I think 10% to Adam. Uh, is how he's got the value split working on that, which is awesome. Like it opens up so many more use cases for uh, reusing this value for value content and reusing specifically music content on different shows. Yeah, that's badass. So the Pod Sage himself, Dave Jones, he hit us with ten thousand sets out of Podverse, saying "OG," nice. Which was what tipped me up in the first place that uh, <laughs> Adam had spun one of our songs. On Boostagram Ball, that was the first boost for it that came in. And I could tell that Dave was also streaming sats, because right when that came in, there's streamed sats on each side of that. So we appreciate that, Dave. Uh, and that's another cool concept. Like, you could listen to the entire Boostagram Ball show and stream, I don't know, say 20 sats per minute. And then every minute those 20 sats get streamed, it changes to whoever's song was playing, you know? Yeah. That's pretty... Uh, pretty cool. It is really cool. Or like, you know, it doesn't have to be 20 sats a minute. It can be 20,000 sats a minute or whatever. Whatever you want. Could be 33. Could be 33. Uh, next up, the Tone Wrecker coming in. 55, 55 sats. Uh, he was boosting from Fountain, and he said swapping sats for these beans, boosting the Boostagram ball. <laughs> uh, Chad F. also came in, 10,000 sats. No note, just the boost from uh, Podverse. We really appreciate that. And then another Boostagram Ball boost from Kyron. 
1337 sats, elite boost. Uh, he said, Making Beans was my favorite from the album as well. Uh, Adam had cited it as his favorite song, the first song on the track. Uh, he said, Abel and the Wolf absolutely killing it with that album release. They made a podcast describing the process called Abelcraft. I need to get that up there. because Yeah, by Friday. When he reads that boost, people are going to try to look for it. Or when, uh, when is the Boostergram ball? Saturdays? Friday? He's been doing it on the last two Saturdays is when Saturday. he's done it. But I know he's going on vacation soon, so I don't know if he'll keep doing it mm. while he's on vacation. Not 100% sure. Anyway, when he reads this boost from Kyron, people are going to want to search Abelcraft, I'm sure. Uh, for those who want to hear behind the scenes process for doing it, much harder than all the services available even a year and a half later. I <laughs> yeah. uh, appreciate that, Kyron. That's always fun to hear uh, that it's too hard or not user-friendly enough. Like, <laughs> All right, it's as easy as it's ever been, and it keeps getting easier. And yeah, it's, it's not like falling off a log, but you're forced to actually learn. And this is, I think, the most important thing about this new era. And we're talking this talk, right, that we want to get away from the old system of exploiting artists and just skimming all the value off of what they earn and what they generate. Uh, in order to be able to move forward and do that, though, like if we want to actually successfully accomplish that, we have to have this no compromise stance on how the value tag and value split works. We need our intellectual property published on a feed that we own and control and have full read write access to. And we also need the value tag to point to a wallet that we have full custodial control of. Those are the two things that you can't back down on. So if you don't own your RSS feed, if you cannot edit it at will, and if your value tag is not pointed to a wallet uh, or node that you fully own or control, and you know once you receive those sats, you can just send them immediately, no matter how many are in there. Which, by the way, that would be a definition of wallet that Albi qualifies for that Wavelake wouldn't qualify for. You know, there's there's a question about how much of Albi's infrastructure is not my own and how much should I be worried about that. And at least how it works for now, I think it's a legitimate concern, but at least how it works for now, whatever you receive into your Albi wallet, you can then send somewhere else more comfortable for you, which is nice. You don't have to ask permission to send even a single sat out of an Albi wallet. You can just do it right away. Nice. Uh, and it also provides a static address, which is really convenient. So if somebody just wants to boost you directly, you can give them your lightning address. And for wallets that are compatible with that, like Breeze or Walletus or Toshi or, um, Zeus does it. There's a lot of wallets that, uh, can handle a lightning address now. Like fountain users? Fountain users also have a, a lightning address tied to their wallet. Yeah, so... Uh, there's a lot of different ways, but those are the two things that we cannot back down on when it comes to actually maintaining the control over our art. And the trap is going to be just the same as the trap always has been where, oh, well, I'm an artist. I know how to play this instrument. I know how to sing. I know how to take over for on a stage, but I don't know a lot about computers or the internet or servers or uh, you know, and back in the day it was like, I don't, I don't know how to make a CD or I don't know how to get a cassette tape made or a, a record actually, you know, made. You got to go to somebody else to do that. Right. The time we're in now, we have the most access ever in history. And so the people who learn how to do it are going to maintain control. Yes. And if you just say, oh, it's too hard for me, I'd rather have somebody else mess with it. 
that's fine, but you have to understand that you're going to compromise on control and you're going to compromise on the value that you get to keep from all that. Well, and I don't think you get to see your boostograms if they're, you know, someone's boosting to a service that's, you know, taking all of the sats and then divvying out what's yours because the boostergram is not going straight to you. So if someone's writing sure. you nice messages and you don't get to read it. It just depends on the implementation. That's the problem. You are at the mercy of whoever's controlling your shit. So like currently there's Wavelake, which makes it very easy to publish your music in exchange for what some might consider worth at rate, 10%, you know, that might be worth it. I'm not saying that uh, that's not an artist's uh, right to make that decision, but there, you're just setting aside all of the possible features that are out there for publishing. Things like lyrics. You mentioned the boostergram messages. Yeah, I love um, those. All kinds of different stuff. Actually, splitting the value. If you have an agreement like we have with with uh, artists with Abel and the Wolf, you know it's it's myself and Abel splitting all the revenue plus a ten percent for the album art artist. Yeah, and every song had a different artist mm-hmm. make the art for it. And so we cannot actually do that uh, unless we have access to be able to write a value tag. And so that's also why I'm, you know, I'm saying that we can't compromise even a little bit on owning the RSS feed and being able to write, read and write it. We should be able to, uh, whoever's actually in the creative process should be able to decide where does the value go from this. Definitely. And I just think the more people start self-hosting their music, the easier it's going to seem anyway, because more people will be talking about it, and there will be more people you can consult yeah. if you get stuck or have a question. And already, there's a lot of people, a lot of resources available. Yeah. Spencer, Abel Kirby, Boobery, Make Heroism, I mean, TJ now, lots yep. of people out there. It's just going to continue to get easier, and yeah, we definitely need some competitor apps there. Um, and I hope that we don't have to wait for me to make one because it's still going to take a long time, but, uh, I feel better about the timeline of coming up with something that at least kind of does it, but, uh, holy moly, man, still early. Thank God. But, um, we got to keep it in mind as, as we are moving forward, we don't want to lose control to the same old thing that already happened. Seriously. Spotify 2.0 doesn't have to happen. SoundCloud 2.0 doesn't have to happen. Uh, anyway, thank you, Kyron. Appreciate your boost. Uh, a couple more Boostagram ball boosts, and then we're back to bowl after bowl ones, uh, including 2,000 sats from Just Listening out of Fountain, who says, I'm busy downstairs making pizza and digging Boostagram ball, and Kirby and the Wolf go podcasting. <laughs> Cheers. Glad you're enjoying it. And then uh, 3333 coming in. From TJ the Wrathful, Sir TJ, who was boosting out of Podverse. No note, just the boost, so appreciate that. Back to Bull After Bull boosts. Trail Chicken hit us with the 3333. <laughs> and she says, Bok Bok Boost, with a lightning bolt chicken on each end of that. Little emoji action. Bok Bok. Little Bagok. Uh, also 3333, that was a number. That's like, they got a streak of them. Well, in a row. This one from Chad F. He was boosting Boostagram Ball, saying, I'm making beans. Boosting from Castomatic. There's a little uh, logo I haven't seen in a while. Nice. A little Castomatic logo. Thank you. Chad F. Appreciate you. Uh, next up, one of my favorite numbers here. 
which is 6969. 69! 69, dudes! And that's from Hey Citizen at a Podverse. Hey Citizen. He said, The answer, my friend, is blowing in the bowl. I believe he said bowling in the bowl. Oh, it's bowling in the bowl. The answer is bowling in the bowl. Wee, wee, wee. Thank you. And thank you for helping me read. Yes. I mean, blowing does happen in a bowl. (laughs) (laughs) More often, there's bowling. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, it's it's kind of equal. <laughs> Stop me, beautiful. <laughs> okay. Uh, forty-two sixty-nine from Harv Hat. Right when the live tag announced its presence, he was there with nice. a boost. That's when we went lit. That's right. Super lit for all that shit. Uh, Fountain. We got a boost from Make Heroism out of eleven thousand two hundred twenty-two. Thanks, Make Heroism. He just said eight. Very cryptic. Eight. Eight. Infinity. The significance of the passage of time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, it almost looks like a little bowling pin if I bl- oh. let my eyes kind of blur a bit. Yeah. You're right. I Speaking love that. of uh, Make Heroism and Mary Kate Ultra, who's following right behind him, did a little Jackbox games on Sunday. I was kind of in and out for one round, but they had this drawing uh, version of the game where you could like draw little doodles for your uh, answers, and it was pretty great. Nice. I got to draw some big boobies. Oh, that's always fun. Several times. Uh, Mary-Kate Ultra coming in from Fountain. And what do you think she dropped? She dropped a... 69! 69, dude! Uh, and she says, Betty Boop noises. <laughs> boop, boopy doop. Boop, boopy doop. Thanks, um, Mary-Kate Ultra. I unsurfaced one of the lost Betty Boop photos. Yeah, a different one than what I had found. Yeah, and I hadn't, I didn't remember, I didn't fully recall because we were so far behind the curtain if you had posted that or not posted that. And I checked NOS and I didn't see it. So I just I was like, oh, here, here's this thing. Yep. I did. I, I think it might be lost on spook.social. Spook. Um, well, thank you to both the MKs coming in there, two in a row. And then, uh, last but. Never least, 17,776 sets coming in from Booberry out of Boo CLI. Boobs. And Boobs says, coming in and swinging hard right there just now for the top of my things I needed today is this Betty Boop costume pick. (laughs) (laughs) Second, just before that, was this thick folded brain moment trick for Split Kit. Using the bumper ISO with live chapters, it's gonna be lit. Oh my god. I am uh, waiting with bated breath for what that could mean. Whatever could it mean? I know he has been talking for some time about uh, every time you hit an ISO, it should trigger like the creator of the ISO with a small little dealio. Yeah. So maybe that's a, a part of it. Yeah. Well, Boobs has been rocking the live music boost switching for a while now and behind he the scenes. He has been totally up in the forefront this whole time for sure uh especially when it comes to the testing out of new tags as they roll out uh and yeah he was the one in there playing with split kit him and steven b steven b is like the guy that comes up with the first working implementation as far as you can interface with it and then booberry is the guy producing uh every time putting it to use putting content in it 
being like, see, we can do this. Look at this. You say this is hard. <laughs> Man, as hard as this dick. That's right. Uh, you just heard some pins crash, by the way. That was Sir TJ the Wrathful hitting us from Podverse. Oh, thanks, Sir TJ. Outbidding Booberry by a sat. 17,777 sats <laughs> he boosts. He's not starting beef. He's just uh, He's just putting an extra sat on it. And he is saying, hope y'all have an awesome, relaxing, refreshing trip. Nothing better than getting quality time with the ones you love. <laughs> Definitely. Couldn't That's say, right. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, and thanks to all you bowlers. This is for you. Cheers. We'll pull off the whiskey bottle. And which whiskey are we enjoying tonight? Oh, this is some more of the chicken cock. Chicken cock. From uh, Circus Media. It's so good. It's pretty nice. But uh, yeah, I appreciate the boostograms and the PayPals, but of course there's many more ways to contribute value. It's not just a money suck this whole time. Totally. You could be in the chat picking out ISOs when we say something funny that you think would make a good cold open. Or, you know, providing commentary and jokes. We love all the bowlers in the bowl chat. Uh, You could pass the bowl to someone you think might enjoy it. Onboard a bowler. You could make episode art or jingles or send news stories our way on any of the socials or at show at bowlafterbowl.com. And perhaps most simple of all, you can pick up your phone and give us a call. We have a first time I ever prompt week after week, bowl after bowl. And this week, we want to hear about the first time you ever went to a Brazilian steakhouse. So all you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 And the play of voice will That's right. We'll play it. We won't screen it. And you can also text if you're voice shy or have poor reception. So send texts or pictures to 816-607-3663. Yeah, get it in. You know, I want it in there. Looks like some bowlers are already in there. You love to hear it. Fantastic. Uh, well, yeah, usually talking about all those boosts and boostograms and all of that. Uh, value. All that value running in. It uh, makes me want to talk about building a node in general in a little segment we like to call... Ah, uh, yeah, it makes you want to build a node. I had some stuck uh, HTLCs earlier today, and it looks like there's still a couple pending, uh, but they're going to go on their merry little way. Earlier it was 44, and yes, now refreshed, they have all become unstuck. Good. That's always fun. I've never had a problem where I couldn't just refresh the node or restart the node. Uh, although I did have a couple of force closes just uh, lately. Mm. The last one being Albi and uh, Huckle Node, which was a local uh, KC Bitcoiner node. Now, as far as I know for Huckle, it's been down for a long time, but get Albi, I'm not really sure. My node closed on them for some reason, which usually happens automatically when um, HTLCs time out and get locked up, uh, then nodes defensively trigger a, a force close. So I don't know. Probably nothing I could do about it, but 
I did get a fat channel opened up from uh, DZ. So oh. if you are looking for inbound liquidity to one of the most central nodes on the network, DZ.io, uh, DZ will sell you a pretty cheap channel. I want to say that I spent uh, something like 20k sats for a uh, 10, no, 15 million sat channel. Wow. Inbound. Uh, and so what that means is if you have that channel opened to you from DZ, that means you can uh, now receive that many amount uh, of sats total. And that's all you need to really get started. People uh, really get lost in the weeds when I say, you know, run a node, build a node. And they say, oh, well, don't you have to have a Bitcoin to put up, you know? And it's like, not necessarily. What you need is inbound liquidity, which means you need people to open channels to you. So you need other people on the network to say, oh, yeah, I'll open a channel to you. I'll lock up some of my coin pointed at your node so that you can now receive it. You don't actually need uh, any coin of your own. Now, it's good to have to open up an outbound channel in case you might want to send some lightning out for whatever reason. But if you don't, if you, all you want to do is receive on a lightning node, then all you need is inbound uh, liquidity. So you don't necessarily have to have a bunch of on-chain Bitcoin to start uh, running a node. It's very cheap startup cost. And you can just try out a receiving node at first, if you wish. If you ever need channels, uh, hit me up, Spencer at bullafterbull.com. I need to organize another ring of fire. I was going to a couple weeks ago do it over a weekend, because I know that uh, John Dew over at uh, Millennial Media Offensive was in need of some liquidity. But then I dropped the ball and got pulled into nine other things. So maybe that's another thing I'll do on, on vacation. Organize a ring of fire. Those are always fun. Over into the news, though, they always bring some knee slapper out the day after the bowl for me. Of course. And so this week's story of uh, last Wednesday's hilarious knee slapper drop, uh, again coming out from Brian Armstrong... Uh, had MF at charge uh, in charge of Coinbase is that Coinbase is still quote looking into how to best add lightning <laughs> all these years later uh, CEO Brian Armstrong repeated that the largest exchange in the US is still evaluating options for lightning integration after saying that Coinbase will integrate lightning back in April mm. they're still looking at how are we gonna do it uh, and you know I, I guess really I'm the last guy that should be allowed to talk shit about that because uh, I am a real bastard when it comes to like hemming and hawing and picking the proper stack to move forward with some big thing that you're going to build. Uh, but we're talking about a guy who has exponentially, infinitely more resources at his disposal. Yeah, employees even. <laughs> than just little retarded me over here uh, sitting in his basement. So, you know. It reminds me of... When weed comes up and people say, oh, I have to look at more studies. Mm -hmm. I don't have a great understanding of it. Got to look into it more. Well, yes, hopefully uh, it's not it's not a big ask. You know, you should be able to send and receive lightning, Bitcoin and any exchange. It's been out long enough, you know, it's very lightweight, no fees, no waiting, no incentive to make withdraw minimums anymore. So I don't know. Come on, Coinbase. You can figure it out. <laughs> Just use all that money you got and get it written. Uh, speaking of all that money you got, someone used rewards bug on Stacker.News to withdraw 20 million sats fraudulently. Ruh-roh. Mm. 
The site went down after midnight, uh, August 1st. Following our uh, recent changes to the site, the root was, uh, cause was a bug in the rewards introduced by upgrading their ORM. ORM? Yes, your ORM is your... Uh, O-R-M? Your object relational mapping in your database. Mm. So somebody was just exploiting their program, essentially exploiting their code to be able to get withdrawals that they couldn't uh, get. Mm. Yeah. That stinks. Incredible. Because Staggerdon News is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a pretty cool one. Cool concept. Get little boosts of uh, sats for posting good news. Yeah, it's kind of a cool little value-for-value value economy they've got going on there, where it's like uh, sort of Reddit-ish in the upvote-downvote situation that they've got, but uh, it's all sat-driven. So all updates and boosts and likes are directly related to giving sats to the content creator. But yeah, I'll have the link to this uh, Stacker News post that did the post-mortem on it. Somebody exploited them. Got all them withdrawals. That's the one thing that uh, just makes me a little bit gun-shy about the whole receiving sats thing. Is I don't want anything to be exploitable. I don't want like sats sitting around in a honeypot people are going to like try to bust into. I would like to just have destinations surfaced, you know? So it's like, oh, you can send it to this person or this person or this person. Don't send it to me so I can hold it for somebody else. I'm not interested in any of that shit. I'm interested in telling you where you can send your value directly. I don't want to have some fucking big pool of sats that are like mine but not mine. You know, Definitely be a custodian. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then you just have this big vault that people are interested in scamming. Yep. Fuck that. Uh, yeah, anyway. That was an interesting one. Albi extension uh, made a big version three release over the past week. Uh, they are a browser extension that connects to different wallet interfaces. You can even connect your own personal node to it and interact with your own node through Albi. So you don't have to trust any wallet or uh, kind of um, node structure on their side. You can also spin up a lightning address with it and your own personal Albi page. In fact, I only discovered that recently. Or there's like a whole, if you go to Al, getalby.com, you can pull up your own profile page that people can tip you directly at. It has a little QR for you and everything. Oh, cute. Yeah. This new uh, version three, the one of the interesting new features that it has is called a master key. So you can have a, new, uh, a master mnemonic key, meaning it'll spin your 12 words up for a key that you can derive your private keys for Noster, Bitcoin uh, wallets, Lightning logins, etc. You can put all of your other keys under one mnemonic recovery device, which I suppose would have pros and cons just like a password manager would have pros and cons, right? Like there's the added convenience of everything under one master password or one master key, but then there's the added vulnerability of if that one thing is compromised then all the stuff inside is compromised yeah kind of like if you use a password manager if your master password manager is hacked into and compromised (laughs) then every password it manages is also got uh but it's ultimately in my opinion better for security because then you also only have one thing to guard which is that master key and so if you just keep that thing totally safe and there's plenty of ways to do it uh some of the safest things are like redundant backups stamped into metal and put into some safety deposit away from you where you aren't 
whether it be at a safety deposit box or at some uh somebody you trust's house somewhere else or you know at your at your beach house in the hamptons however you uh, live your life ultimately i think that's a, a pretty cool thing also i guess you can do some additional personalization of your albi account showing your lightning address your avatar from your albi page and they're going to add more stuff to that as things goes on personalize uh they can also now tie their lightning login with a lightning uh via the lnurl auth to provide a private key they even released a guide about how to migrate the login into third-party apps, which is cool. I want to do something like that as well for the new site, some kind of authentication that is totally optional that will just like maybe give you some additional potential features on the site that you don't need in order to like access episodes or anything, but maybe it helps you use the Lightning part of it, logging in with Lightning, and that way you have an authentication method that doesn't require an actual email uh, yeah, or identity, up. you know? Uh, I want to have the option to log in with Lightning and the option to log in with a Nostra account, like one or the other, which is essentially the same thing, like sign this message with your private key and prove that you're you. And then you could be pseudonymous. Uh, you could also just burn an account and, you know, roll up a new one. It's like disposable and portable identities, which is nice. Like, oh, you want a different account? Log in with a different Lightning wallet or, you know, come up with a different Nostra account. So I'm looking forward to that. I think that uh, Albi will be one of the tools we rely on a lot as we look into uh, integrating Lightning a little further with the site. Block Incorporated. They are the parent company of Cash App uh, and Square, among other holdings. Block Inc. reports its gross profit of $1.87 billion in quarter two of this year. Uh, which is an increase of 27% over last year. $2.4 billion of its total $5.5 billion net revenue, so this isn't profit, but revenue, and nearly half of its revenue came from Bitcoin sales. Wow. So in the second quarter of 23, uh, Block generated gross profit of $1.87 billion, up 27%, which they mentioned. But Cash App generated $44 million of Bitcoin gross profit, which was up 7%. And uh, they're just crushing it. That's like most of their money is made uh, selling Bitcoin. Well, it was smart for them to enable users to be able to do that. No doubt. We have a PDF, by the way, of the uh, shareholder letter that is mentioned in all this in the show notes. Yeah, nearly half the revenue. Holy moly. Wow. The last thing, I have not really looked uh, into a lot of the implications of all of this, right? But... uh, PayPal in big news that they officially launched a press release about yesterday. They are launching a U- their own US dollar stable coin. Ugh. PayPal USD. Ugh. P- PYUSD. They claim it is fully backed by US dollar deposits, short term US treasuries, and similar cash equivalents. Uh, and they can be redeemed one for one to one for US dollars. So now PayPal is going to have their own uh, shitcoin that represents one digital dollar. And uh, starting yesterday and then slowly rolling out over the next few weeks, eligible customers who purchase PayPal USD will be able to transfer it between PayPal and compatible external wallets. Don't know what that looks like. Uh, send person-to-person payments using the uh, stablecoin. Fund purchases with PayPal USD by selecting it at checkout. So anywhere you can check out. With PayPal, if you have the 
Yeah, you can select a shit coin to check out with mm -hmm. instead of the equal amount of U.S. dollars. And perhaps the most interesting, convert any of PayPal-supported cryptocurrencies to and from PayPal USD. So you could sell your PayPal USD for Bitcoin, presumably. Mm. Oh, boy. It's going to be fun. It's going to be ridiculous. Who knows? Will it change much? I really don't know. Harvhat in the chat says it's Ethereum-based. Yes, I believe it's an ERC-20 token, which almost all of every shitcoin is built I, on Ethereum. I don't understand stable coins. If it's equal to one USD, then mm -hmm. how is it any different than just having a USD? You just get someone's name and logo stamped on it. Yeah, so the difference is the way that you can send and receive it. The rails upon which it moves. Okay, yeah. So, like, if I have an actual dollar, I've either got that on paper, which I can just hand to somebody else, and then the transaction's complete. If they accept that, if they say, okay, I'll take your paper, uh, and then they have it, and there's the issue of they get to either spend it at somebody else who takes cash, or they need to deposit it in a bank, which takes time. And you got to do it through, you know, banking hours versus a, a stable coin, which is transferable instantly. Now, you can have a U.S. dollar that's digital, right? Like I've got a yeah, like bank I, account balance. Right. But that also happens on traditional banking rails, which is why, you know, if you do an ACH authorization or something like that, if you just say, oh, yeah, do a direct deposit to my account, it still takes a day or two. Mm -hmm. for you to be able to get that money and withdraw that money, spend that money, etc. So uh, the the idea behind stablecoins is it's faster. You don't have to wait for all those checks, and basically there's somebody in the middle saying, you know what, you're going to send a dollar over here. I can vouch for that payment because I have this coin. You can prove its ownership. I also have dollars here in a vault that represent, you know, so let's say there's 143 billion tethers, right? The tether stablecoin. I don't know how many there actually okay. fucking are, but let's say there's 150 billion. Then they also have 150 billion actual dollars, which means maybe a pile of cash, maybe U.S. treasuries, bonds, etc. but a total backing of all of that that they could exchange. If you said, hey, you give me that dollar, I take this tether back, they could they could swap that out. At least that's the claim. There's no real way to prove that that's true, but that's the claim. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. It's uh, drawn a lot of comparisons from uh, anything from a C like soft CBDC, central bank digital currency, all the way to uh, a euro dollar, mm. which were uh, sort of dollars created by offshore entities banks that loaned out money denominated in dollars. So there's a lot of uh, dollars in existence and circulation like that, where a European bank creates a chunk of debt, denominates it in U.S. dollars, boom, there's like kind of cash created there that is off of the U.S. books officially. Uh, I don't know. It's like a whole mess, man. Sounds like a mess. It's like fake shit built on top of more fake shit, <laughs> which is why, you know, we like proof of work and... Uh, Hard caps and all that kind of thing. Yeah. That's so, why we call them shit coins. Let's not let people just spin up more dollars out of nowhere. <laughs> like PayPal. They're like, hey, well, we got a bunch of fucking digital dollars now. You can use those, man. Just as good as the real dollars. Why? Because we promise. That's why. 
Yeah, don't believe me? Just ask me. Bingo. So that should be fun to uh, watch unfold. Who knows? Uh, maybe you can send digital PayPal dollars <laughs> to the donate button. Uh, I don't know how they spin. I don't know how it works. Uh, I would imagine, since our bills come out automatically, that maybe they would just we could just select a an option that says spin those things first. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Set that on fire up top. Yeah. So that's the uh, the full shit stain. Very nice for tonight. Not horribly shitty, at least. Nah, nah, nah. Good news and bad, yeah. but mostly mostly interesting stuff. Yeah. Well, this is the time when I like to talk about the stories that I've collected over the week. Top 333. All right. NBC ran a real interesting headline this week. Oh. 33 officer arrests in three years. Sheriff asks, what are we doing wrong? And this story comes out of (laughs) Richmond. That is a great question. Yeah. This story comes out of Richmond County, Georgia, where... As stated in the headline, 33 officers have been arrested over the past three years, mostly for smuggling drugs and other items into the county jail. But there was also some for assault and uh, having sex with inmates. Fun stuff. Mm. You know, they talk about, well, low pay makes it difficult to keep good people, and their salary listed was between 42000 and 46000 Yeah, Better than a starter job. Yeah. Uh, finger wag starter job, you know. But, entry uh, level. Pretty shitty for a bullet sponge if that's what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. A lot of these guys were guards at the um, jail, though. So, I don't know. The commissioner had a comment in there uh, where they said, eh, we just need to do a better job finding character flaws before we hire people. <laughs> Which, good yeah. luck. And spanking the bad boys. Well, if they get arrested after doing something illegal, what more can you ask for? Yeah, I guess uh, that's what everybody else has to do. You gotta go to jail. I gotta go to jail, too. None of the bowlers are, though. No. But, yeah, it's weird. Uh, it actually kind of makes me think, well, maybe there's just better accountability in that county than most other places. Because there's corruption everywhere. No doubt. And at least these guys are paying the price for it. It would seem so. Yeah. <laughs> 33 arrests in three years. <laughs> That's Oof. a lot of dudes going. It's like almost a guy a month. Yeah. Crazy. Well, if you haven't heard about it yet, you really must live under a rock. The Barbie movie has destroyed a 33-year-old box office record by over 100 million doll hairs. Holy crap. Yeah. Which record is this? I'll have to look it up. <laughs> It says, and the rest of the uh, headline, and it's not over yet. The record was $816 million uh, with The Hangover Part 2. Oh, my God. That's crazy. You got to be shitting me. Not shitting you. It's also the highest grossing opening weekend for a female director. Hot diggity. Yeah, and best second weekend total for Warner Brothers. That's all kinds of records. Everybody's happy. Everybody's Happy and yappy, man. Talking about the movie, going to see the movie. Yeah. Everybody loves it and hates it and uh, just has something to say about it, it seems. Yeah. Not me. I haven't seen it, so. I haven't seen it either. I've seen a bit of talk about it here and there. 
I read a dry synopsis. Most uh, notably, the bi- like I think the most I've seen about it is Shu's recent review, Shu on Ahead, mm. who said it was uh, unintentionally anti-woke. Nice. And then also kind of uh, shat all over Ben Shapiro, who uh, claimed it was like the wokest movie ever. <laughs> and didn't see it. And yeah, I'm her, guessing. her ultimate, well, no, he did see it. Oh, and he took a notepad in with him. Oh my gosh. To make notes. Contemporaneous notes. Uh yeah, I guess there's like a trans actor in there, trans woman, trans act- actress. A tranny doll? Well, that's the thing. Like she said it wasn't really like clear or explicitly stated it was a tranny doll, just as like a trans actor as one of the Barbies. Yeah, Barbies don't have genitals though. Which is so. like and she made the point of like, you know, what's the point of even being able to transition if you wouldn't uh, be able to play woman roles just as like a you know a trans woman where you're not playing <laughs> trans Barbie you're just playing another Barbie which uh, she was like I don't think it was meant to be like explicitly a trans but Ben Shapiro was like with a voice that was deeper than mine <laughs> which <laughs> well that's is just... not hard to do listen to me baby <laughs> exactly she said the same thing she said my voice is deeper than yours yes everyone's voice is deeper than yours <laughs> Many such cases, indeed. Uh, if that was the bar for womanhood, that your voice is higher pitched than uh, Ben Shapiro, <laughs> we'd be leaving a lot of women behind. Mm-hmm. That's all. Crazy. Well, absolutely destroyed. Destroying the box office. But I don't have plans to go to the movie theaters anytime soon. No. So expensive. And then you get the four kids, and that's more popcorn. Plus, it's so easy to uh, sail the seven proxies. Exactly. And I'm just so much more comfortable on my couch where I can make whatever commentary I want. Well, you know, you go to a theater near us and you can make whatever commentary you want to. Yeah. <laughs> but. Kind of a thing around here. I don't know. Yeah. You can't go to a movie theater around here without everyone else's commentary either. <laughs> Some people are hilarious and good at it. Some people are like, um, what's going on? Can you catch me up? It's like, where have you been? You're staring at a screen. Is that too hard for you? Many such cases. Oh, do you think this is going to happen? I don't know. Shut up and watch. That's what I don't like hearing. If you have funny things to say, like interactive, like, like a, a good chat solid room, heckle, a heckle, like or, a mystery th- uh, theater kind of. Yeah, or like mystery science theater, three Rocky Horror bajillion. Picture Show, where yeah. you've got like slapbacks and stuff. Yeah, that's fun. Something that adds to the overall experience. And there are plenty of moviegoers who do that and make everyone laugh around them. I love that. Yeah. But then there's the dumb bitches who they, also sometimes have a penis. They be out there. They really do. Also out there is farmland. Cropland values soared 33% in three years. Dang. Yeah. post scamdemic, the average... Cost rise of an acre was thirteen hundred bucks. Fucking great. So the twenty twenty average was forty one hundred dollars an acre, and the twenty twenty three average is five thousand four hundred and sixty. If you want to get technical, Ugh. just postpone my dreams for a few more years. Mm-hmm. Iowa topped the list with ten thousand dollars an acre. So now we know why uh, old Billy Gates and all them assholes been buying it all up. Mm-hmm. Good thing I have no plans on moving to Iowa. Kansas was, uh, their rate jacked up with $3,440 an acre. Yeah. 
more affordable, but that would require moving to Kansas. And, uh, of course, I guess the tippity top of the list would be California. Yeah, they're well, the most expensive. Yeah. $15,880 an acre. Oof. But no plans to move there either. So. No. Not on the list. Yeah. I'm staying. I'm finishing my bowl in Missouri. In southern Pakistan, a train derailment claimed 33 lives and injured over 80 people. Ouch. Yeah. And my final story uh, is the latest news with the magic number in it. came out today. 33 adults and 14 children trapped after utility poles fall on vehicles in Westminster, Maryland. It's a trap. You click on the article and the lead repeats those numbers and adds... And one dog. <coughs> so these were folks just commuting home around 5 p.m. when this storm came through and knocked over these power lines. And it looks like a domino effect happened on this road. because oh, All of them are down. And so these cars are just trapped either under or between them. And so they had to wait for workers to come out and de-energize the utility poles. Which took five and a half hours. But Yikes. no no injuries were reported. So I guess it just was a time suck. But that would scare the life out of me. Yeah. <laughs> Not where I want to be. No, thank you. Well, anyways, I do know where I want to be. And that is behind the curtain. Oh, fucking A. About time. So some financial sector news have you heard of tilray brands no so they're an american pharmaceutical company that was founded in 2014 by brendan kennedy who came from i think he was a co-founder of privateer holdings which was a private equity company investing in the weed industry based in seattle and i remember they used to have like a news roundup all the time that they would send out I used to follow that back when I was in J school. So anyway, uh, Brendan Kennedy secured the first institutional investment in the weed industry from the Founders Fund, which is a venture capital fund out of San Francisco. And Tilray, under him, became the first pot company to conduct a clinical trial approved by Health Canada. So they were doing work over the border. Uh, they were also the first company to trade publicly on a major U.S. stock exchange. And then in 2020, they merged with Afria, which was a Canadian weed company, and became the largest global cannabis company by revenue and geographic reach. So they were the first Canadian company to legally export medical weed to the United States for a clinical trial, which is hilarious that they are technically based in America, doing all their weed work in Canada, and then bringing it back home. Uh, they also have imports, or well, exports, going to Poland and Italy. So, uh, But the fun fact here is that Tilray Brands, being known for weed stuff, also happens to be the fifth largest craft beer company in the United States. And Dang. they're going to be moving up because the news that came out is that they just bought eight beer and beverage brands from Anheuser-Busch InBev. 
Mm. So. Well, they got plenty of brands to sell. Definitely. And at some point in time, this monster also struck a deal with Authentic Brands Group, which owns uh, Juicy Couture and Nine West. And the plan was to create weed products with those recognized brand names on them. I know Juicy Couture, one of the co-founders, came out with a line called Potent Goods, which was like windbreakers and vape pens that matched. They had like snakeskin <laughs> looks. Okay. and yeah. Yeah, so it's so a thing. So you can coordinate all up in here. Yeah, yeah, and get that brand name on your ass mm-hmm. or wherever they put it. <laughs> Get branded. Right on the ass. Yeah, pay way too much money for it. So that was interesting. Yeah. Definitely. The big fish, getting bigger, always hungry. That's how they do more. it. That's how they do it. Can never yeah. stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden's VA is still blocking doctors from issuing weed recommendations to patients. Yeah, of course. And veterans. Um, So the 2017 Veterans Health Administration guidance expired at the end of 2022, but stayed in place since there was no update to replace it. And they can't just be a free-for-all over there. Right. So the Biden administration issued a new version last Friday. And since the VA has to follow federal laws, they can't recommend or, uh, you know, medical weed to veterans or assist the veterans in obtaining it. Uh, But now it does say that they can discuss it and think it's important for knowledge on their checkups and stuff, you know, coordinating other prescriptions or surgeries and veterans will not be denied VA benefits because of their pot use. Um, But it explicitly states the VA won't pay for medical weed or, (laughs) <laughs> fill prescriptions of weed. So, which I don't know anyone that does. I mean, you have to go to dispensary after you get your recommendation. Mm-hmm. I just, was just imagining someone getting a recommendation for whiskey. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, gotta go to the packy. So, and of course, if you are going to the VA, you can't bring your weed in there with you because federal law is in force at those facilities, not state law. Yeah. So veterans be warned because that's explicitly written out here too. Like using it and possessing it is very much illegal here. Yes. So just a good reminder. Fucking banned. Mm hmm. Now the chairman of the Alabama Medical Cannabis Commission resigned. And this was a busy week because Wednesday a lawsuit was filed against him challenging his standing and ability to serve on the commission, um, saying that he was ineligible for the position because he's a trustee of the University of South Alabama and the legislation in Alabama prohibits public officials from serving on the commission. Uh, So this chairman, Dr. Stephen Stokes, who is better known as a radiation oncologist, um, he just resigned. And he said, yeah, it's just due to the lawsuit. Mm. No reason to create a fuss over it. Just get a replacement, I guess. But he was unanimously elected by the commission in 2021. So shame on them. Right. For putting someone in there that was totally ineligible. And watchdogs, where were you? 
Why did it take this long to file a lawsuit? Especially since the remedy was so quick. He's just like, ah, yep, they got me. I'll resign. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, no need to waste money on legal fees. Yeah, well, at least there's small favors like that. Now, there was some horrible news that came out of Alabama this week, which was a story out of a certain county, the Etowa County, E-T-O-W-A-H, if I'm saying that horribly wrong, uh, where prosecutors are charging an alarmingly high number of women in the hospital post-pregnancy or during pregnancy for testing positive for THC. Uh-huh. And so they shared three stories in this article that I've got in my show notes. The first was a woman who got caught smoking pot in front of her home, was charged with a misdemeanor, but then through this legal process found out that she was pregnant and they upped her charge to a felony, even though she stopped smoking. Uh You know, once you're in the legal system, you have to do random drug screenings. Yeah. And so she popped positive at the first one. Because THC will stay in your system for <laughs> like course. 30 days. Yeah. So they threw her in jail during her first trimester where she didn't have access to prenatal appointments or nutritious food for that matter. Um, and then she was sent to a halfway house where she was surrounded by women who had serious addictions. You know, not pot smokers. Right. So that's horrible. And this was her first child. The next lady um, was taking suboxone for back pain which i hadn't heard of before i've heard of it um well i guess yeah to replace opioids to wean off of opioids right uh but it sounded like she just elected the suboxone instead of ever taking an opioid but anyways she found out she was pregnant and decided to switch to cbd oil well when she gave birth at the hospital she tested positive for thc Because you can get full-spectrum CBD, which under the 2018 Farm Bill is allowed to have up to 0.3% THC, but that's still potentially going to pop you positive for THC. Correct. And she was booked and thrown in jail while she was still postpartum bleeding. Oh, God. Yeah. And so... Her mess got bigger because CBD didn't qualify for rehab, but the judge said she couldn't leave jail unless she went to a drug treatment facility. (laughs) What a joke. All the while, this baby is without its mother. What a great system. And so she ended up going back and retaking the assessment at the drug treatment facility and lying on it, saying that she shoots up and they let her in. Oh, man. So she was (laughs) two months in jail, six months in rehab, which is eight months of her children being traumatized without a mother because she used CBD. So stupid. It makes me sick. And then the final story, and of course they saved the worst for last, and so did I by sharing it in this order. (laughs) This woman gave birth to her fifth baby prematurely, and so the baby was put into the NICU and then tested, drug tested, and came positive for pot. So what happened? They removed her four other children from the home, took the baby. Oh, my God. And she spent almost all of 2021 in jail and a drug rehab facility. Um, But while she was in there, the state came after her to terminate her parental rights altogether. And she couldn't fight it because she was in the system and had no idea. So when she got released, 
uh, she they put her in drug court and they said, hey, by the way, we're terminating your parental rights because, you what know, where fuck? were you when we were coming after you? So she lost all of her children to the system. That's so fucked. And they ended the article with this quote from her where she says, you know, she's working two jobs to fill her time so she doesn't have to think about how fucking sad she is. And one of her jobs is at the zoo. And she said she keeps working there because she hopes that she'll see her kids someday. Jesus Christ. I know. How can you let this happen? Yeah, this is the system that's there to keep us all safe and make us better. Give me a fucking break, dude. Well, this is America, you know? How different things are place to place in this country. It's wild. And still federally illegal, but, you know. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? That's not freedom, and that's not... It's horrible to treat the children this way, especially. Yeah. And the mothers, because taking a woman away from her newborn child is not good for anyone's mental health. Definitely not. And that baby is now being neglected. Yeah, bums me out. A lawsuit was filed in Arkansas over the law that just went into effect banning the sale and production of hemp products. This was Act 629 of 2023. And it said, you know, farm bill be damned. If it has THC, it's illegal here. And this complaint is being filed on behalf of four hemp businesses from Arkansas, Colorado, and Texas. Mm. There's also a new law that just uh, took effect in Arkansas, which simply clarifies that medical weed patients can obtain concealed carry licenses. And that took effect last token Tuesday. Nice. So that's awesome. But man, you got to look into this county. Well, that was Alabama, not Arkansas. But Alabama, come on. Get some revenge for those moms. News out of California that stems all the way back to Bull After Bull episode 99. Whoa, the two-digit era. Yeah. The former Atalanto, California mayor uh, who got caught up in those pot bribes yeah was finally sentenced to 14 months in federal prison richard kerr he pled guilty to one count involving wire fraud and federal prosecutors suggested a 46 month sentence hmm. but he got 14 that's pretty fucking nice judge said that he took the 66 year old ex-mayor's health service as a Marine, and family obligations into consideration. I see. If only they would do that for everyone. (laughs) Oh, well. Also out of California this week, police trespassed on native land and destroyed $100,000 worth of weed, according to a lawsuit that was just filed. Bunch of dicks. Yeah. So it was the Mendocino County deputies who went onto a farm on the Round Valley Indian Reservation. Now, they're supposed to contact tribal police before entering, nonetheless raiding and destroying plants, but they didn't say anything. That's Officer Douche. Officer Douche, indeed. So, you know, the Sheriff's Department says, well, they were violating the state's medical weed laws, um, but under the tribal laws... The farm was fully legal, so they are now suing for damages. Now, 
That was 113,361 plants destroyed, and they destroyed greenhouses along the way. Oh, what a bunch of fucking assholes. Just to salt the wound. Yeah, gross. Oh, well. Uh, online pot sales, now available in Colorado. hey Yeah, that law took effect Monday. So you can buy your weed online, but you still have to show up in person to collect it and bring your ID. Ah, uh, curbside pickup type shit. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite uh, green door dash. Right. Not yet. They'll get there. Uh, you know, depending on which market you enjoy, they've been there for a while. Oh, for sure. But in this licensed uh, above ground, <laughs> not free market yeah, economy, oh yeah. well, I remember reading many places have made delivery licenses available, but only for social equity applicants. Mm-hmm. That's the trend we're seeing. Uh, there was a bad event in Florida where this teenager. <laughs> Was trying to sell weed to a friend, but he cut it with Italian seasoning and took a guy over to his, I finger wag, friend's house. And dude was like, oh, I don't have money for that. Which I think dude should have been like, yo, that's Italian seasoning, asshole. But anyway, this teenager trying to pull the stunt gets mad and is like, let's take this to the trail over there. And they start fighting each other fist fighting but then italian seasoning boy pulls out a pocket knife and stabs the kid whoa so then uh the other guy was like wow i'm gonna help him that's pretty messed up and he ends up getting stabbed too so they both got taken to the hospital and this 16 year old is uh being charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon and use of a weapon during a felony so good job Great going. Yeah. Trying to sell some kid Italian seasoning. Claim it's weed. Gross. Weak. Yeah. I've heard the oregano thing, but psh, come on. Mixed Italian seasoning. Ugh. In Illinois, Governor J.B. Pritzker signed a supervised release bill uh, under the guise of helping people incarcerated under the war on drugs reenter society. The only thing in here I liked is that it limits unnecessary drug testing. So, there you go. <laughs> Is it like the tiniest ever step? Yeah. It's a baby step. step. <laughs> it's a step in the. It's a step in the. In Maine, Governor Janet Mills signed a bill allowing weed businesses to take state tax deductions as a workaround to IRS code 280E. This makes Maine the 21st state to decouple from the 280E, which of course prohibits businesses um from being able to deduct ordinary expenses from their taxes because they are illegally trafficking substances controlled under Schedule 1 or 2 of the Controlled Substances Act. Sweet. Federally illegal, my man. Federally illegal. Up in Minnesota, um, there was a raid on a store in Monoman County. This was on the White Earth Nation's tribal reservation a SEMA tobacco and pipe 
<sighs> they really fucked up by advertising on legacy social media, is what I have to say. They said August 1st, you know, weed's legal in Minnesota, yeah. and we've got some. <laughs> Uh-oh. And then, you know, someone was like, hey, look at what they said on the social media. I got it right here. And, you know, police went in there and raided it to call their weed, which kills me. What kills me is that the tribal police showed up, Monoman County Sheriff's deputies showed up, and members of the motherfucking Paul Bunyan Drug Task Force were there. Oh, boy. You ever heard of that? Uh, I've heard of very similar groups, yes. Yeah. Here and Paul there. Bunyan, man. The Paul Bunyan is a new one. But yeah, the drug task forces, of course, are just... Some LARPy Minnesota over-testosterone uh, type shit. Definitely. But the task forces across the country are just like multi-jurisdictional agencies where they pull officers from a bunch of different areas. Yeah, it's like a super group of cops. Yes, a super group. So this one has 13 full-time agents who are supported by a National Guard counter-drug analyst. woo Yeah. So no one can sell on the reservation without a license from the tribe's Cannabis Co- Control Commission. So they've got their own licensing scheme going on. I see. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there was also another incident in Minnesota, to be expected, I suppose, in the first few weeks of legal weed but there's a tobacco shop and a guy had some plants for sale in front of the tobacco shop under a tent you know just a little sidewalk sale yeah and someone called it in oh my god and so the police seized the plants but haven't made any arrests there were 22 plants and they were all labeled by strain and they mentioned on the labels the potential thc percentage Mm-hmm. But they were in uh, an early vegetation state, so right. the plants technically have no THC. They're just hemp plants. They are hemp plants, yeah. So that's the legal argument that they will be taking up to try and get the plants back and <sighs> not get in trouble for it. Yeah, so what's the deal? Uh, can the police department like flower these bitches out in the evidence locker <laughs> and then test them or what? I don't know. Like, I uh, I have my sincere doubts they could even keep the fuckers alive. It's like their evidence was just that THC potential on the label, mm. which makes it frustrating of like, oh, don't label your shit, dude. You know, word of mouth. Yeah, but it's so I, I think we're just not quite there on uh, sidewalk sales of weed uh, as I well, know. you know? Yeah, no farmer's markets yet. There's this awesome uh, different, you know, 50... Laboratories of innovation style approach to this legalization question where a bunch of people are doing it a bunch of different ways, which all started. Well, there's a few different pinpoints you could say it started, but the biggest start of it was 96 when Cali went full uh, Medi legal. And everybody's just been doing their own thing ever since, but the federal law has not budged. No, other than since the, the farm 70s. bill with you well, know hemp yes, you're defined right. as 0.3% THC or less. <laughs> the farm which, bill is how everyone's diving through. Yeah, it's a loophole. The the biggest loophole. The gray market ever. But um I'm just I'm excited that this happened in Minnesota because of course in the Minnesota state constitution they have that defense of anything you grow, you can sell. Right. We talked yeah, about that the a few right polls to sell. back. 
So Minnesota could be a pioneer for home growers. Every time that's tested so far, though, because there's uh, other places, there's a right to grow here as well. And every time so far it's been tested, for whatever fucking reason, the judges are always like, well, yeah, but not that, though. Uh, watermelon's fine. Tomato's fine. Weed? Oh, no. Not that, though. We didn't mean that, though. Like, what? Why not? It's a plant. Grew from a seed. Seed meets dirt. Dirt meets water. Yeah. And then it's just about the significance of the passage of time from there. <laughs> That's right. No THC until the, the bud is out, man. Right. Oh, well. Hopefully no taxes added on for Missourians, but uh, I'm pulling up the results now as I speak. come on. And, uh... <laughs> it passed overwhelmingly, didn't it? Yeah. Of course it did. 3% sales tax on recreational weed for Dallas County, Springfield, Taney County, Branson, and that's all. That was everyone that was... Oh, wait, Buffalo marijuana tax question? Yes. So, looks like everyone... St. Robert? Overwhelming yes. Waynesville? I remember those guys saying that was on the ballot coming up. Hollister? Oh, from... Um, from Mad Hatter, when we were there at the Mad Hatter Emporium. That's right. Rockaway Beach? All voted yes. Yeah, I knew that was going to pass pretty handily. It's gross, because where is this money going? No place good. Straight to the kids' ops, man. Mm-hmm. Straight oh. to bonking you on the head. That's where it goes. Like money from heaven. We can buy armored tanks now. Mm-hmm. And the assault rifles that we don't want you to have, but we would definitely feel better carrying around. No more making way for ducklings. <laughs> we want to make citizens feel threatened this and afraid be, for their lives. Should be earmarked for the ducklings, kid. No fucking money spent on these tanks. Come on, buddy. I do not All like for the ducklings. Seeing militarized police departments, that's for sure. No, it's pretty uh, alarming. Yeah. I can still see the idyllic make way for ducklings uh, citizen police relations, you know, where the guy's got a whistle and some gloves on his hands and he says good day to yeah. everyone passing by. Like Most people know his name. Like we're back in fucking Mayberry. Yes, exactly. Like it's Frosty the Snowman. Exactly. That's the relations with the cops that I dream of. <laughs> but it's until then, cute. and I don't know if that ever existed. I have my doubts. Uh, and until then, I'm not happy with the service being provided from my taxpayer money. <laughs> my taxpayer money. Yeah. Those three delicious words. <laughs> well... Good news in New Jersey, a judge has rejected Jersey City's firing of a cop who tested positive for THC. Oh, well, cool. Uh, of course, you know, the department was arguing, well, federal statutes trump protections in state law. And the judge said, wrong, and said he should be reinstated with back pay. Nice. So the only caveat here is that the decision is now going to the Civil Service Commission, which can adopt, modify, or reject the court's recommendation. But we talked about this story when it happened back in April. Uh, a cop failed a random drug test a year and a half after New Jersey's cream law legalizing personal use of weed went into effect. But of course the department had no evidence that he was ever impaired on the job or using on the job. So, you know, his personal use should have been protected there. 
Whatever. They shouldn't be able to analyze your chemical makeup anyway. I know. Well, it's like... It's invasive. Yeah, and of course, THC is so easy to catch because be it judged. lingers. should be judged upon your actions, not upon the chemical makeup of your body's systems. Fuck yeah. that shit. The officer's attorney had a great quote uh, where he said... What Jersey City is doing is equivalent to terminating police officers because they had a beer off duty. Except it's worse because there's no constitutional right to drink beer while there is a constitutional right in New Jersey to consume cannabis. Damn. Yeah. Bringing the fire. So there are three other Jersey City officers who were fired for testing positive and they are still waiting for their decisions. So hopefully this sets a good precedent. Yeah. Yeah, that's a it's a good start. Yeah. In New York, (laughs) some disabled veterans brought a lawsuit against uh, Governor Kathy Hochul's administration. In New York! Yeah, there it is. (laughs) Sorry. It's all good. The lawsuit claims that, uh, you know... Disabled veterans were discriminated against when it came to this licensing procedure. Yeah. Um, because all of the licenses went to groups from the other social equity categories. Mm. You know, um, people with previous pot convictions, women, minorities, and distressed farmers. But no disabled veterans who were kind of forefront for selling legalization in the state. Right. Uh, one of the plaintiffs had a quote. It feels like we were used to get a law passed, a good law, one that helps a lot of people as well as the state. Then yeah. once it was passed, we were cast aside for another agenda. Many such cases. Yeah. So Veterans as political props is like sickeningly common. Yeah. Emphasis on sickening. You know, this is a group of American citizens we should be giving a lot of care, love, and respect to. Sure. I and agree. And yet... Look at the homeless population over the years. A lot of disabled vets out there. Yes. Just literally kicked to the curb. And then you go to the VA, which sometimes, in my experience, bringing my puppet to the VA, felt like walking into a third world country, and you can't even talk about your weed use until now. Now you can talk about it, but they can't help you. Exactly. And also, what kind of notes are they making when you start talking about it, you know? It's like... The way I live my life, I don't really want to be in any databases about that if that I'm not already in. Right. You know, it's like, eh, talk to your doctor about, well, I don't really trust the doctor, so. Or the TV. Definitely not the TV. <laughs> Everything on the screen is a lie. There's no love triangle between the doctor, the TV, and me. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so this lawsuit called for a temporary restraining order uh, to stop awarding licenses that excludes these uh, disabled veterans. Okay. And a judge ordered that temporary halt on licenses in response. Huh. So. Stop the presses. Yeah. That was all news within a week. No more license printing. <laughs> Lawsuit filed. Licenses on hold. Tale as old as time in legal states. Yep. Hurry, oh. up. Hurry up and wait for us to fix this shit. We didn't get a license. We are mad and we don't want any more licenses being handed out. Until we can pay our way to getting one. Uh, again, this is why the caps are just stupid anyway. Just pull the caps, man. If you yeah. qualify, you qualify. If you don't, you don't. Then license them. If you have to fucking do the license thing, just I, make minimum requirements. If you meet them, you get one. 
End of story. Like a standardized test. Shall issue. They should all be shall issue. Yeah. The money would be raking in even higher and faster if they just let everyone do what they wanted to do. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you get in Oklahoma for a while, but that'll all taper off. Definitely. Yeah. And the more states that legalize and don't have these arbitrary caps, the less demand for the free market weed there is, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Illicit. if if the economy can support all that too, then fuck, that's fine. If there can be a pot store on every corner, and they just m- still make money and stay open, all of them, what's what's the problem? <laughs> don't know. I've never understood this. Like, I don't like seeing the shuttered businesses downtown. Definitely. Get have stuff that's thriving in there. Yeah, agreed. And there's plenty of liquor stores rocking, so yeah. even it out. Yeah. One of the easiest things to make money on liquor or weed yeah or tobacco you know like just or jugs of milk <laughs> like just yeah. the things that people need on a regular basis cigarettes yeah huh. oh well we don't need more raids no and there was a warrant served at a 13 acre property near cottage grove oregon uh with the dea and springfield police department on the scene oh boy all the friends. Mm-hmm. When they walked in, uh, they found 1,700 weed plants, not tagged and licensed, of course, uh, and a cockfighting ring. Oh, boy. So uh, a bunch of people were there, and they all fled into the nearby wood or hidden crawl spaces, and um, no arrests were made there, but they did um, charge the property owner, who has a... Very Vietnamese-sounding name. Thong Can Fan Danavong, with lots of U's in there okay. that I don't think get pronounced. <laughs> um, and so, you know, he got ratted out. People were saying, oh, yeah, he hosts cockfights multiple times a year and brings in attendees from other states and stuff. The DEA and cops also found five firearms, which they took, and $11,000 in cash. Yikes. So, yeah, 10 people were initially detained, but uh, they were migrant workers, and now law enforcement believes that they were victims of human trafficking. So, they're digging into that, I suppose. Gotta dig. Gotta dig, yeah. You know, all media speculation so far. (laughs) (laughs) Journalists don't dig at all. Keep some talking, you know. Without wild speculation, what would there be to talk about? I was trying to remember what movie it was where there was a father-son duo that was involved with cockfighting, and they were like, it brings pride to our roosters. Oh, that was, was that- an episode of uh, Boston Legal. Oh, yeah, Boston Legal. That you're thinking Legal. about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I never thought about it that way. The roosters, you know, releasing that pent-up energy and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, what do I know? Never seen cockfighting. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Not roosters, at least. <laughs> Those cocks can get violent. Definitely. And my final story for Behind the Curtain tonight comes from Israel, where the health ministry says that doctors will be able to prescribe medical weed to patients without a special license starting in December. Woo. Of course, Israel's been rocking medical weed for some time. Yes. I guess it was formally legalized medically in 1999 but since the early 90s their hospitals have been using weed either smoked or ingested 
uh, for patients with cancer or pain-related illnesses. Mm. And a lot of the early studies, of course, came out of Israel, and they still kick ass with the studies. So, study after study. <laughs> Man, f*** them studies. Yeah, fuck them studies. Let's get out of here. All right, all right. Talk about some metal for a moment, because you know the Rev, he shoots us a metal moment every week without fail, and he's done it again, because of course he has. In the bowl and in the morning, this here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. There are some people out there who would consider hair bands to not be metal. But I think that's bullshit, because back in the day, the genre was known as hair metal. Which brings us to number three of my own personal favorite unique voices in metal. Formed in 1985, Guns N' Roses became one of the most successful hair metal bands the United States has ever put out with Axl Rose being considered one of the best vocalists around. From the 1991 album Use Your Illusion 2, this is Guns N' Roses, You Could Be Mine. Classic GNR sound. Who could forget it? Thank you, Rev. Yeah, thanks, Rev. Another solid moment in the books. The Rev, of course, has been going through all his favorite vocalists. And uh, if you want to follow along with what he's up to lately, you could always shoot on over to noagendasocial.com. You can find him at Rev Cybertrucker over there. Appreciate you, Rev. I think I heard some pins fall. I think you're right. We had a boost come in from Memes1337. Memes, thank Meme, you. Memes Elite. That's uh, 2730 sets out of Podverse. He says he's leap boosting the split. The bowling alley is the poor man's country club. <laughs> nice. With the winky face. Definitely. Definitely. There's just something about the lanes, man. It's therapeutic. The sounds, the smells. The people watching. Rolling. Telling that one guy that never shuts the fuck up, it's his turn again. Oh, yeah. You know, the whole, the whole dance and ritual. 
Another dancing ritual we do, by the way, every week, week after week, bowl after bowl, is a little game uh, we call The First Time I Ever. Or in song version, we call it The First Time I Ever. And uh, this week we are talking about the first time you ever went to a Brazilian steakhouse. You can chip in uh, your opinion. You can drop your two cents in the voicemail line, 816 Six zero seven three six six three is the number to do so, and if you do it, you'll be just like this caller. Oh man, I, I'm already confident enough. I'll, I'll pass. Um, <laughs> oh, it's all good. Yeah. Some of it might irritate my throat. I don't know what it is, and I'll just go through these little coughing spells. But uh, yeah, got a cough to uh, get off. Brazilian steakhouse. I actually had to look it up. Oh, so I didn't know what a Brazilian steakhouse was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess there's also Brazilian waxes, but. That's a different story. True. Which I guess could be a first, but I'll probably give the same answer I give a lot of the time. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Looks from the looks of it, it's like where they slice off the meat, the the steakhouse, not the wax. Maybe maybe they do it for the wax though too. But where they like slice the meat like at your table kind of thing. Um, which has always looked interesting. But uh, yeah, I have not done that. Uh, growing up, we used to have a decent amount of steak and. Uh, as a kid, and like I remember, my parents would sometimes go go in and get like half a cow. It was either like a quarter cow or half a cow, but I think like half a cow and put it in the freezer and stuff like that, just to save on money and jazz. But uh, I don't know. I was just always like rather have a burger than steak kind of thing, even when I have to eat and stuff like that. I see. And I'm still kind of I'm still that way actually. But uh, and uh, yeah, so but no, it looks good. The Brazilian steakhouse, and uh, you know. More, not a flavor and whatnot, and uh, at least from what I saw, because I realized later in life I was like, ah, my dad could have made those steaks a little bit, be- little bit better. Um, but uh, yeah, anywho, so the answer is never. Uh, yeah, well, it's a Tuesday, but we're gonna go run today because it's much cooler today than it was yesterday. So thought I switch her up, and yeah, so I right, well. As they say, you know, all of the guys, that dangerous. And, uh, you know, whether it's a Brazilian steakhouse or Brazilian uh, wax, or maybe it's like a combination place. You know, you get a wax and then a steak, or you get a steak while you have a wax or whatever. I don't know. But, you know, you can always give a little, you know, when they, like, pull off the paper, or it's just so good. You just give a hearty, (laughs) (laughs) They pull off that paper so good, you say, Or cacoof. Cacoof. Cacoofing in the bowl. Eating wax steaks and shit. Yeah, I don't know. That got weird. Thanks, caller. Yeah, and you know what they say. There's a first time for everything. That's right. Just not for Christopher Battles. Not yet. If you played Never Have I Ever with Christopher Battles, that would be one sure way to get drunk in a hurry. Mmm. He could beat you, I think. You're probably right, but I've got some good cards to pull on that game. I like playing that game. <laughs> Because you just have to know uh, the angles to work, you know? What have I not done that everybody's done? Yeah. What has this next caller done? In the bowl, boys and girls. In the bowl. I'm going to assume you can still tell the difference. Uh, yes. Uh, so the first time I went to a Brazilian steakhouse was only about, I'd say, four to five years ago, right before the COVID, um, or the Schmovid, I should say. Anyway, yeah, yeah right before the PSYOP, uh, I went with... <laughs> Like, my bestie in the whole world um, and her husband and her kids, 
and one of her kids is a girlfriend. This is the good part because the fake house itself is like, eh, you know, I mean, it's a it's a Texas day Brazil. It's bland. It's I mean, I'm a chef. It's hard to impress me. Uh-huh. The cuts of meat were meh. You know, they had Atlantic salmon on the on the buffet. It was it, it was okay, but you know, the the this is the fun part, right? Okay, so I'm white. My husband is half white, half Choctaw. My friend that I went with is white, but she's a Jew, right? Okay. But her son is half black and half white. And her son went with his new girlfriend who had never met any of us before. And she's coming along for this ride. And his brother was there, and his brother is white, right? Like, So he's got a white brother, and, and he's the black brother. Okay. And so this girl comes, and his stepdad is, is native, right? So... This this new girl, who's the girlfriend, and she's the outsider. Everybody else knows each other, and she's the outsider, and she's just walking in with her black boyfriend, and she's black, and she meets us all, and she's a little, like, I don't know, confused, and he's introducing her around. Yeah, this is my mom. This is my brother, and and she looked at him and goes, Oh, you're adopted, oh. and he's like, No, this is my mom. And this is my brother. And you could see the wheels turning in her head, and she finally, like the light bulb, went, ding! Oh, your dad's black. I get it. Okay. Very good. Right. So that happened, and I was sitting directly across the table from her, so I got to see the whole thing happen in real time, and it was hysterical. It was like, yeah, there's, <laughs> sorry, there ain't no racist vibe that's allowed at this table. We just a big old happy family. Right. So, anyway. That was my first trip to the Texas de Brazil in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. A very colorful trip. <laughs> colorful indeed. Every color of the rainbow. Very nice. Thank you, Vox. Vox has uh, got a high bar that you got to get over. If you want to impress her with the foods, for sure. Well, I'm sure you can remember your first uh, trip to Brazilian Steakhouse. That's right, because it was last week, yeah. last Thursday. I pulled it out of the recap, even. Because I knew that this was the time. Yes. To discuss it. We won a gift certificate. Major award. To M. Chamas. hmm And finally cashed it in. It was good till December, but last Thursday was the day. Timely with the first time I ever. And so we uh, had Pop watch the kids, and just you and I, Spencer and I went, and we walked in. We were asked if we had a reservation. We did not. And they happily sat us. It was pretty quiet, <laughs> I think. Yeah. And they had a huge party come in with a reservation. But when we got there, it was very quiet. And so there's a buffet, which was a shocker to me, because I knew I was going to get meat after meat. Yeah. All you can eat. That's the trick. They get you that buffet first, and you you fill up. Yeah. And our... If you're not prepared. Our waiter was quite knowledgeable Yeah, about the food things. And they put down on our table cinnamon bananas as a palate cleanser for between the meats, mm-hmm. which I liked. I thought that was interesting. And cornmeal and gluten-free cheese biscuits, if I recall correctly. I think that's right, yeah. Wasn't thrilled about th- that stuff, but the cinnamon banana 
was yummy. And a good palate cleanser, like they said, between the meats. <laughs> so anyway, you got this coin with a black side and a yellow side. And if you want the meat to come, you flip it to the yellow side. But they will not stop bringing the meats. No. So you got to kind of, you know, pace yourself and flip it to the, the black side every once in a while. Yeah, if it's on the green go side, then... This is going to keep going. It does keep going. Just and stack it's you up. fast. They will stack you. And so we, I'll start at the buffet. Uh, so I got up and I just took <laughs> one fork full of everything because I got to try it all. And like they had the, the national plate of Brazil there, which was a beanie. Kind of a beanie soup thing. Oh, it was yummy though. Tasty. With pork in it. Yes. Pork and beans, but not the way that Americans would prepare it. Right. That was tasty. I remember it was kind of salty though. It was black beans. Yum. And then they had mussels on the buffet, which were pretty good, but I managed to just keep out one of them. The usual salad, bread, that's going to fill you up. That's a trap for sure. Fe- Soup. Feijoada, I think is the name of it, although I can't really pronounce it. I don't know Portuguese at all. Me neither, because sometimes it sounds like Spanish, and sometimes it's completely its own thing. Yes. Yeah, some of the things they were saying when they were uh, cutting up the meats for us, I was like, whoa, what did I do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Don't yell at me. Yeah. So get through, survive the buffet without getting stuffed. And, um, oh, we were sat right next to the fireplace, which was lovely. And yep, they turned it on fun. for a minute. And we're like, you can just leave it going. They were like, no, no, it's going to get too hot in here, which I believe. But I really liked the ambiance of the fire. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty looking. And um, man, yeah, the meats just started coming on these tall kebabs, just a big hunk of meat. And then they take their knife and they slice it over off to you. And you got a pair of tongs with your plate when you sat down. And you got to kind of grab the meat as they're cutting it so it doesn't fall on you. Yeah. Or below them or on the floor. Or right on your dick. Which happened to you. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get comped. We had a gift certificate <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> we, we didn't get comped. I told you, I said, you could suddenly be an asshole and mm. maybe get comped for that little incident. But you had your napkin down like a gentleman. So. I wasn't offended. Yeah, no harm, no foul. Little meat bouncing off my meat. <laughs> meat on my meat. It's a meat treat. These things happen. But man... I guess their meat that they were known for was the top sirloin. Yeah. And it was so tasty. And I was getting the rare parts of it. Mm-hmm. And they had the top sirloin come out. And then they had top sirloin with provolone melted inside of it. God, that was what so good. What a treat. Good. That was so good, the cheesy version. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. They had it's a like s- they just take a fucking drill and drill holes in it and jam cheese in there or something. I don't know how that works, but... I don't know, but cheese is a kind of meat. A tasty yellow treat. For me, I really enjoyed that. Um, the lamb was stellar. The lamb was the, lamb the thing was fantastic. that I wanted to keep coming back. And they kept bringing it back and giving us good portions. Yeah. Because they knew we were digging it. It had three layers of flavors to it. Yeah, it was it, great. It had like a citrus kick and a floral thing and a Yeah, and that sweet lamb meat on you know, that hit me first. Yeah. Just the meat's flavor. And the outside was charred to perfection. And it's like you got a little bit of the outside with every cut somehow. Well that's what's killer so is the way they serve it, it's on those big skewers. 
And so once they're done cutting you pieces, they just throw it back over the fucking fire and char the rest up again. So you're always cutting off a charred piece. Because they walk it out, they cut everybody a slice, and they walk it back in the kitchen keep cooking it. Mm, cut me a slice. So it's so efficient. <laughs> C-Dubs is bringing the knowledge in the bowl. He says... Uh, Pecana? Like, yeah, in the gluten-free cheese biscuit is pande choa, made with tapioca. Ah, uh, yeah. And the bananas are plantains. But yeah, top sirloin is pecanha. So good. It was great. It was awesome. It, I feel like I really got my money's worth. Without and, a doubt. Like, I didn't realize how full I was until we were leaving. Yeah. That, that was another thing, though. That keeps coming. It's, it's like, like uh, some something uh, that's latently spicy and the spice builds. It's like the f- fullness of your stomach builds. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the meat doesn't really break down or something. It's like, it's when like you, expanding. When they set the check down and you're signing the check, you're like, oh, well, I'm not even that full, too. That's kind of nice. Like, I feel fine. And then you stand up and you're like, ooh, I'm a little fuller than I thought. Yeah. And then by the time you walk to your car, you're like, if I don't fart in the next 15 seconds, I'm going to probably die. <laughs> we had to get some coffee <laughs> to get out of that food coma. A little coffee. In the main vein. Yeah. Mainline that shit. Yeah. But that was some great eating. Would recommend. Tasty as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really yummy. And we might be in someone's uh, dick doc video, too. Oh, yeah. There were... was some guy wandering around with a camera. They were doing uh, promo shits. Oh, promo shits. Maybe well, commercial or oh, something. I wore my finest combat boots and what did I, I don't even remember you were, what clothes you were I wore. in your ass kickers and your only sleeveless dress. Oh, that's right. This black floral sleeveless dress. Yeah. With a choker. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If I'm in that promo, that'd be hilarious. But I was ready to kick ass that night, and I did. Yes, indeed. You now, did. That meat kind of kicked my ass, though. But, well, we tried everything. And the pineapple, the gr- grilled pineapple, oh, so good. Oh, yeah, the the pineapple. There was a point where that was the only thing I could continue eating. It's the perfect dessert. Because my gut was so expanded with the meats. I know. They, I just kept getting the pineapple over and over. These restaurants don't want to hear me say that that's the perfect dessert because they do have a dessert menu that they'd like you to yeah. purchase from. But the pineapple. Mm. If you've ever been a server before, you know that the dessert is like, there's certain people that are going to fuck with the dessert, you know? But uh, it's not something you expect. No. So good. Would do again any day. I said, why has it taken this long for me to experience this? <laughs> right. But now I have. And uh, that's my ideal date restaurant for sure. For special occasions. But really, anywhere I can get a good steak. Mm, always down. And Casey Barbecue is great. So, lots of delicious food all around me. No doubt. Hey, there's a delicious caller in the voicemail. You want oh, to taste? Yum. Please. Face to the bowl, Sir Spencer hey. and Dame DeLorean. Face to the bowl, Leo. It's a pleasure, as always. Our pleasure. Uh, the first time I ever went to a Brazilian steakhouse will be the next time I actually go to a Brazilian steakhouse. Oh. For I have never yet been. Save up. <laughs> I suppose time is fluid and yeah. the future is going to eventually be part of the past. True. So, 
the brilliant thing about it is I can still say that I have eaten picanha, which is a Brazilian steak. Okay. And it's fantastic. Picanha. It's very serendipitous, as a matter of fact, that I was on an internet chat board, and uh, someone had posted a picture of it that they had gotten, and it looked very delicious. Uh, So a few days later, my wife was about to have oral surgery, and the night before, major oral surgery, mind you, and the night before, we were like, what's for dinner? Mm -hmm. And I told her when she went to the store, she was going to go anyway, and I was like, make sure you get something very good, because you're about to have a bunch of teeth ripped out. <laughs> sure. And eat something good with your teeth for the last time. And the picanha turned out very good. I cast iron skillet, cast iron skillet with a lid. I cooked it slowly over time, and it became very tender. Oh, yeah. And was quite, quite splendid. So I recommend it. Picanha, spelled P-I-C-A-N-H-A. We call it... Uh, sirloin top cap here in america yes but uh anyway um in the bowl in the bowl in the bowl yeah that's what you were talking about as the uh house steak yeah that's what i was mispronouncing <laughs> picanha and they had that with like garlic yes is it like a parmesan garlic version too i think they had a garlic one they had oh. a cheese stuff one they had a plain one. Oh my god they were bringing it out oh my god just picanha after picanha <laughs> I just feel like I ate way more uh, value in steak than what the gift certificate paid for and what the cost of entry is there. Yeah. You know? It's a reasonable price for what you get. It's expensive as shit, but then you get the most lavish pile of meat of all time. Fantastic. Always worth it. Uh, And yes, thank you, caller. May you one day be blessed with the never-ending supply of picanha. At a Brazilian steakhouse. Bowl after bowl of picanha. <laughs> there you go. That's what my dreams are made of now. Oh my god, it's so delicious. <laughs> Just a thin slice and you're like grabbing it. Keep it coming, baby. Keep it coming. Keep them voicemails coming. Hey. Um, oh, hey. Oh. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, first off, I want to say I really appreciate you uh, talking about and deconstructing the uh, uh, JSON files and or the XML, <laughs> uh, the relationships, etc. Yeah. Uh, it, it actually, uh, in a conversational sense, no, it actually really helps in uh, uh, some other uh, side projects, etc. Uh, oh, cool. Curious. I'm glad with your uh, familiarity with that, have you ever uh, actually looked into becoming a, this is not financial or career advice, but have you looked into on-base certification? Uh, A lot of local, uh, not local, uh, excuse me, a lot of municipalities are seeking uh, Highland, H-Y, Highland uh, on-base product to um, using the Unity forms, which are essentially JSON formatted XML. And uh, anyway, I'm not trying to ignore or bore the fucking listeners by (laughs) integrating this in a conversation, but it really does. It helps to hear and just make in a relaxed uh, sort of uh, conversation, whatever. So I appreciate you going over the uh, details you found. And uh, yeah, it can uh, help in 
my personal integration for my department and or uh, the contractor um, situations I find myself in. Cool. So, um, I'm glad to hear it, my man. Yeah. Oh, the the uh, the question for the week. Um, Brazilian barbecue. First time in a Brazilian barbecue. Yeah. Absolutely nothing to do with uh, JSON files or <laughs> the podcasting 2.0, etc. But uh, yeah. So uh, Pops and I, uh, rest in peace, Pops. But yeah, we we went to one of those, and it actually serves as a buffet style. Yeah. And we enjoyed our course of meat. And Pops being a, a diabetic, I suppose, when they offered the next course for desserts, he was like, oh, no, 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 thank you. And I was like, wow, we've spent a shitload already because I ate good. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> anyway, but then I come to find out, yeah, it was all-inclusive. Not that I wanted to sit there and eat in front of Pops. Like, mmm, this dessert is excellent. Ha ha, die. Oh, he hit the wall. Ah. Three-minute wall. That's okay. He has the follow-up. Hey, uh, sober up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that no, last you. message cut off. Uh, so uh, we'll just assume eating in front of Pop. all the Highland on base uh, municipalities conversion uh, digital stuff, all that bullshit uh, went through. It did, and we'll answer the question. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> forgive any repeats again. I don't know where it cut off. So uh, yeah, my first time a Brazilian uh, barbecue or whatever restaurant. Yeah, it was a. Uh, uh, Fogo de Gaucho with Pops, uh, yeah. rest in peace. R.I.P. And uh, unfortunately, he was uh, diabetic. And uh, so when they came around offering the uh, uh, dessert uh, entree or the, the final course, whatever, of the meal, yeah. uh, he refused uh, by default on being diabetic. And I was like, wow, we've spent so much. I'll, I'll pass. <laughs> anyway, yeah, because we'd already had a shit ton of a great selection of meat. Uh, Fogo de Chao, I believe, is the the current local. Uh, yeah, we've uh, we've got one of those too. Restaurant a Fogo de Chao that serves in that style. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, but uh, excessive uh, proteins. Uh, not medical advice, but excessive proteins for you keto heads will actually digest and cause a rise and spike in your uh, blood sugar. Again, not medical advice, but monitor your shit and uh, everything in balance. I mean, you know, keep an even keel. Uh, kind of like in the bowl. Adios. <laughs> spark uh -huh. one up, motherfuckers. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We'll spark one up, baby. It was like a deja vu all over again there for a second. Yeah. I said to myself, wow, I am really hot. <laughs> Sober up. And yeah, everything in moderation. Wow. I am really high. Including moderation. Definitely. It's the way to go. And uh, wow, Brazilian Steakhouse, that's the way to go. My, you remember your first time? My first time was in uh, Dallas, Texas. Oh, wow. With my first serious college girlfriend. Visiting her down there, and uh, her dad took everybody out to 
a Brazilian steakhouse once. They were like, oh, you never been to a Brazilian steakhouse? No. It's basically, they just keep bringing you food. Or they just keep bringing you steak and cutting little slices of meat. It's like a meat buffet. And I was like, a meat buffet? I'm fucking in. Yeah, dude. Definitely. And yeah, same kind of setup, man. They just bring out skewers, cut it off for you at the table. They had those uh, pachinko. I already fucking <laughs> forgot the name. We do. The top sirloin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Panache. No. <laughs> I'm Picanha. 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 Whatever it is. They had that, of course. But then they had like a bunch of chicken wings and pork and lamb and all kinds of shit. Bacon wrap fillets, which they had when we went last week. Yeah. They had a hot chicken last week that was really nice. Yeah, it was. One it of had those. a good, healthy spice to it, but it like kind of slow built over time. Yeah, slow build on the heat. I love it. I love it. How did it compare? Uh, you know, they're always like heavenly, top tier. Yeah. I have not been to one where I was like, oh, that wasn't special at all. They're always just like, you always walk out of there fucking in extreme guttural discomfort, but also with this dumb smile on your face, like, wow, I just ate all that motherfucking meat, and nobody stopped me. I feel like a total <laughs> bandit. <laughs> a complete meat bandit with a full belly of meat. That's how you walk out of there every time. Yeah. Full of meat. Chock full of meat. It's so damn good. Stupid. Yeah. Steak, man. I'm in it for the steak, but the lamb was a pleasant surprise. Going in as a lady who's not that fond of lamb. Lamb's great. And then coming out. I liked the way that was prepared, for sure. That was so tender and uh, flavorful. That particular selection. Mm-hmm. And preparation. They were cooking it over an oak fire, by the way, and it came off tremendously in all of the different meats and pineapple. You could just taste that huge oak smoke kiss on the outside of the meat. Yeah, you you asked about. I was so into the wood. the, the wood kissed flavor and the char that they had going. I was like, "What is what kind of wood is he cooking on?" And our waiter was like, "I don't know. I'll go ask, you know." And then asked, but then when he came back to the table, he was just like to the script, you know, like, "So you want dessert? All right, I'll bring your check." And then he dropped the check off, and I was like, "Hey, so was it like a secret?" He was like, huh? I was like, the wood that he's cooking on, was it a secret? And he was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry, man, I forgot. Yeah, he's cooking on oak. Yeah, you got him good with that. Which, the oak made sense, because it was just so strong, and oak really imparts a strong flavor on whatever you're cooking it over. In fact, some people don't like it, because it sometimes makes the food too woody. I love that woody Too smoky, but I love it, too, yeah. Oh, yeah. Smoky. Cooking over oak is a bold statement. You're saying, yeah. We're going to get fucking woody in here. It's fantastic. All those colors have been fantastic, too. Yeah. You want another one? Yeah, please. I got one. Uh, well, I've never been to a Brazilian steakhouse before, but I do have something Would here you do that one? probably still give you something very similar to the meat sweats. Okay. If y'all were to take up the split kit, and this is going back to what I was boosting in earlier about uh-huh. playing around with it already a little bit this evening. When you go to make a new chapter for bowl after bowl and you do the top three 33s, you take the jingle that Hey Citizen made, you put it into your uh, audition, you add 30 minutes of silence to it so that when you go to link that into your new chapter that's got uh, evergreen art of bowl after bowl with the top three 33 chapter title and all that, you can hit 
or you can activate that block and the jingle will play and it will sync with the chapter because it is the chapter that is playing the file. So it's, it's no different than like playing music except it's for the bumpers and the transitions and all that. Okay. It'd be pretty legit uh, in the bolt. I see what you're saying. She's saying that you can buffer on the front with some silence, the block and fire it off in the split kit and it will actually play the, Boom, 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 top three, thirty-three. All right, and it would be time value split enabled, so that people could hit citizen, uh, hey citizen, yeah, on the way into that transition. That does sound like a lot of fun, because we got one from Chris, we've got one from Fletcher. Yep, we've got and I think hey two from Hey Citizen. I love that idea. It's pretty gay. We've got one from uh, John Goodman, so we'll have to get him to get a lightning node. Oh, yeah. All those Bruce Campbell bumps. <laughs> oh, fuck it, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting... Uh, oh, man. Let me figure chapters out first. At all. Because I have a, a just, very specific yeah, just idea to, for the chapters. A note to Booberry. I did take a swing at chapters and was struck down by this wolf here saying, No, no, I got the vision. I know what I want to do with it. Let me figure it out. But I have all the art ready. So I'm doing my part. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. It's a process. I consulted with boobs one day because I thought maybe I could just surprise you. I'm, and take by the over way, chapters. I, I'm actually not opposed to that. Oh, okay. And I'm also trying to, f- like, remember. Now you say that. The signals that I might have inadvertently sent. You said you knew exactly how you wanted to automate chapters. Well, I know that I eventually want it through the site, but we might not. You know what I mean? Like, And I just was planning it. Put in the, like an ISO almost for when we hit the different segments. Yeah. And do it that way. I mean, the first part is just building out the JSON chapter file. And like if you do an early version of it and I get the automation working on a later version of it, if I bring up automation of it, I should just be able to do that automatically. And so, be so anything slick. that anything that you do won't interfere with that. Because bowl after bowl is a chapter show. It is. And some people only are interested in one of the many chapters we have to offer. Yeah, and I think uh, each segment should be prominently displayed on the website to come. So people can just get their cocaine shit stain, little web dev talk, you know, just their little intro stuff if they want to hear about our shenanigans and just the weed news. Mm-hmm. By the way, <laughs> thank you, Dr. Sir Mike Rochefer. Uh what you said about the JSON talk at the beginning, because uh, I'm glad somebody got something out of it. We got a lot of JSON enthusiasts in here. And other people that uh, are not so enthused, but they have to know it. Yeah, there's a lot of people wondering who Jason is. Who the fuck is Jason? It's the Red Ranger. That's right. Everyone knows that. Respect. Oh, well, respect to the bowlers. Didn't we have an F-tie, like, all teed up for the next one? I've gotten a lot of ideas from C-dubs. Like, first time I ever had a surprise party uh-huh. was on the list. First time I ever had an omelet. First time I ever went to an outdoor movie, I think, is one he suggested tonight. First time I ever Korean barbecued. I wrote down first time I ever got waxed. Okay. Because the Brazilian wax came up. Yeah, I also like going on a trip type stuff. Well, I like- don't have anything on my list like that, but we can make something up. First time I ever drove to... We've done first time I ever went on a road trip. Yeah. I don't know. Pick one of the ones you just read off. At random. 
No prejudice. Just not the food thing, because we yeah. just did a food one. What about the first time I ever had a surprise party? I like it. All right. So, if you want to talk about the first time you ever had a surprise party, give a call to 816-607-3663. Anytime. Now, for instance. Or tomorrow. Actually, we might play it on the show tonight if you call now, but day, night, whenever, the voicemail's always there. That's right. Always open. And, and so is the text message line. Yeah, you can uh, communicate anytime. Anytime, night or day. But uh, right now, there's only time for one thing. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. This is a bowling show, right? Right? That's right. <laughs> Hat tip to Sir Oma for this first story. Oh, man. Sir Oma has an ISO. He sent me an ISO. Oh, yeah? Like... A week or a month and a half ago, and I keep forgetting it. Working on a joint. Working on a joint. Yeah. Story of my life. That's what I keep forgetting, because I've been working on joints. Yeah, I pick them up, I put them down. Mm -hmm. I forget where I put them down. They're always so much shorter when I put them down. A couple days later, you pick it up, but you're at the end of the joint, so now all the hits are, like, more potent. Yeah. And then you're good, like, you just have to hit it a little bit. The super res joint. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, I'm good, just as the joint's wrapping up. Anyway, there was a red truck driving on uh, I-680 in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And it hit the median on the curve, I guess, around this I-680. And uh, dude got out with a handgun, then took off all his clothes and started firing at cars passing by, striking the windshield <laughs> oh, of a white SUV. Now, like, it doesn't this sound familiar? Is I this... was going to say, didn't a chick just do this last week on the lanes? In California, yeah. Is this the new move? I'm wondering if someone somewhere hit a button or a trigger, you know? There's a trigger that's Some being pulled. sleeper activating yeah. sleeper cells. You will now get naked and fire them shots off. Yeah, they're triggering mental health crises that end the same way. Nude on the interstate with a gun. It's wild. It's pretty the crazy. The synchronicity here. So anyway, dude ends up running across the interstate to an I-80 exit ramp, uh, and he dropped the gun somewhere along the way because when law enforcement showed up to take him into custody, he was no longer armed. Just naked. Wow. Yeah. But this was out of the park, this story, because the dude is 33 years old. Oh, fuck. And the guy driving the white SUV that was struck, well, he got injured and unsure if it was because of the glass breaking or the bullet hitting him. But that guy was also 33 years old. No way. Yeah, so double magic number alert. Crazy. He's in stable condition, by the way. Well, good for him. So, yeah. Could this be a social media challenge? I'll never know, because I'm not on those legacy apps. Legacy craps. But I had another story about driving, and this one is about a car that crashed in Pennsylvania... Into the second floor of a home. Whoa. Now, how does that happen? That car had to literally fly. Uh, I guess the driver struck a culvert 
and lost control. So the driver's side was lodged into the second floor room, and the passenger side came to a rest on the roof while the trunk and rear tires were hanging off the house. Whoa. Yeah, there's pictures with this story, and it's crazy. It looks like something out of a movie. Um, it took rescue crews three hours to get the vehicle down from the second story. <laughs> and uh, with all these storms coming through the East Coast, uh, they did help the homeowners cover the damaged area with a tarp. See what good that'll do. So um, I guess the driver was attempting to inflict self-harm, suffering also from a mental health episode when uh, he decided to just drive into that culvert. But uh, police are investigating, and charges will be filed against the driver. I just don't know how the car went flying into the second story. Right. From the road. Seems impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like there's a little magic in the air, one way or another. Oh, in Montana, some uh, ladies, a group of three ladies, were enjoying a float trip down the river when they spotted some otters. Oh. Yeah, and I am betting they wish they hadn't because suddenly, for no rhyme or reason, one of the otters approached and attacked them, the women. Nice. Yeah. So they had to flee the water and the otters. <laughs> and, I mean, the otters swam away after getting a good attack in, uh, but the ladies got off the river, called 911, and had highway patrol, sheriff's officers, oh uh, ambulance, fish and wildlife, and a local landowner all respond. One of the ladies' injuries was so severe, she had to be life-flighted out of there. Holy shit. Yeah, that otter was not joking around. No. Not playing games. I guess the otters uh, give birth to their young in April, like clockwork, year after year, and yeah. then they spend the summer with their babies. Um, and so... They're all territorial and shit. Yeah, the guess is that it might have been protecting its young along with its resources. And they just got a little too close. Whew. Yeah, these are river otters. And I always think otters are so cute, but don't mess with the otter, man. No. Otter, stay away from them. Yeah. Yeah, otter. <laughs> Word of wisdom. Nice. Wisdom, which this next character seems to lack. Uh-oh. This was just an incredible headline I couldn't ignore, and I dragged it straight to the lanes in drag. Well, this is about um, a transgender figure who's suing their ex-boyfriend for uh, keeping its testicles in the fridge. Oh, oh, Did you see this? No. <laughs> Now, it may come as no surprise to the bowlers, but this transgender figure seems to have some mental health issues because the ex-boyfriend uh, says that they split eight months ago and they have had to get a restraining order against this character because um, they pulled a knife on their roommate showed up despite the restraining order, stole and abused the dude's dogs. Oh, Jesus. So, some mental issues going on. Yeah. But anyways, 
Now they're showing up saying, hey, I want my testicles back along with $6,500 in damages. Holy shit. I also think it's pretty creepy to keep someone's balls in your fridge. Yeah. To be fair, like, I would have probably gotten rid of that shit. And maybe that's a rub here. Maybe the ex just threw those balls out when they broke up. You know? It's like, <laughs> I mean, hey, man, I don't have your testicles yeah, no more. Maybe they took them to Goodwill. This is, like, taking putting your balls in a jar to a whole new level. I know. You know, like, oh, I got your balls in a jar on when the it's shelf. A, when it's a metaphor, it's a bad idea. But when it's literal... Uh, things get really out of hand, I think, really quick. Well, things have gotten really out of hand because to add <laughs> some fuel to this fire that was already raging pretty brightly, yeah. this tranny is now going by an Arabic name and has converted to Islam. Ooh. So imagine that. Okay. A dude who chops off his nuts, LARPs as a lady, and then decides to be Muslim. This is like layers to this crazy onion. Yeah, no smoking around these gasoline-soaked rags, please. Oh, and I just <laughs> I just find it funny because Oh, God. Uh, I don't think that the Muslims take too kindly to these types, you know? It's well, a lot. It's know? a lot going on. What do I know? Yeah, I saw this reported in the Daily Mail, but I believe this is all taking place in Michigan, so this is America. Where everything can, uh, be possible yeah and hey I the mean, more conflicting beliefs you hold the better yeah character is uh 40 years old so you know consenting adult making those life choices yeah putting balls in a fridge and then suing to get them back and uh ultimately putting balls in the gutter mm-hmm. <laughs> big oofs on display you hate to see it. Yeah, I do. It makes me want to burn my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I guess five years ago, a man by the name of Alan Todd May escaped from federal prison in Colorado. Uh-huh. Now, you know, two first names, already a red flag popping up for me. I don't know about you. Sure. Um, but anyway... He stole a U.S. Bureau of Prisons truck and uh, had a 24 to 48 hour head start because it took him that long to realize he was gone. He had been serving a 20 year sentence for mail fraud over a $7 million Ponzi scheme. And as if that wasn't bad enough, uh, they decided last July that they needed him back in prison because while he was locked up, he had been filing fraudulent documents and pilfered unclaimed oil and gas royalties that were owed to several companies, managing to steal another $700,000 from behind bars. Damn. Yeah. Dude's a savant. A savant of the schemes. No doubt. So, uh, you know, you, they want to charge him with mail and wire fraud, but where is he? Don't know. Turns out the dude became a certified mediator in Florida and changed his name to Jacob Turner. We only know this because a hot tip came in um, alerting authorities that he was spotted at a suicide prevention get-together of some sort, a fundraiser, I believe, and his photo was published on the Palm Beach Daily News site. 
So mm-hmm. authorities were able to confirm, yep, that's our guy, and go nab him when he happened to be moving into a $1.5 million coastal home. Holy shit. Wearing a Rolex. Yep. The authorities said that they rolled up on him as the movers were unloading a U-Haul. Awkward. And grabbed his ass. So, yeah, his uh, convictions go back to 1983 for bad checks, credit card abuse, theft, fraud. Just a scammer in general, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. But he was good at it. Those are big numbers we're talking about. No doubt. Oh, I'm sure I have something. Still got got. That's a scam. <laughs> That's a scam. No, 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 no. <laughs> what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? My wife still doesn't believe in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a scam. Oh, just like uh, these hundred dollar bills. They got tossed over the Multnomah Falls in Oregon. Oh? Yeah, they were fake, allegedly. The sheriff warned that they were fake and told hikers not to risk their lives retrieving them. Hmm. Um, Which, you know, when law enforcement says they're fake, I wonder. (laughs) Right. Now, as the story goes... Someone posted pics on social media after tossing the bills over. So someone threw them over the edge and wanted people to go get them. You know, hey, look, I'm throwing a bunch of money over the ledge here. Um, And people were rappelling down the crest of the falls to retrieve them. I guess there were 15 bills remaining. So Forest Service put up a sign saying that you would be fined if you repelled down there to get them oh. and also staffed a ranger at the upper viewing platform. Now that all made me think that these bills were legit. <laughs> and uh just to, you know, try and rub my nose in the poo-poo, they said, "Hey, we're going to post a picture of these fake bills," which was just a close-up of some for motion picture purposes, you know, movie money. Yeah. But the picture was taken indoors, not like in the beautiful, scenic Oregon outdoors where the bills would have been, you know, they could have grabbed that <laughs> from any site, that picture. Hmm. Yeah, really makes you think, hmm, would they staff a guy to actually protect people from wasting their time and risking their lives getting fake bills? I don't know. It just seems, uh, seems a little out there for me. Perhaps. But... Uh, they said there's some <laughs> legacy social media uh, thing going on where folks are hiding treasures in uh, often dangerous places and telling their followers to go get them. Doesn't sound like a cult. Hey, slave, go get it. A wee bit. <laughs> Throw a box in the traffic. Go get it. Throw it over the falls. Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> If your social media influencer jumped off a bridge or threw something off the bridge, would you really go retrieve it? Come on, dude. That's stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Taking the follower thing to the ridiculous conclusion. Yeah, all of those numbers on the screen saying, I am a good boy. (laughs) I will do, as person on screen says. That's pretty bad. Yes. Also pretty bad was this incident that went down at a Sonic in Oklahoma. 
call started coming in around 7.30 in reference to a stabbing, but police did not realize what they were getting into. (laughs) This guy charged at another guy with a fucking flagpole. Oh, God. Stabbed him in the head with it from beneath the jaw, exiting the other side near the right temple. But the kicker is, the American flag was still attached, and the guy survived. Whoa. Although he's probably going to lose an eye. It's going to be like uh, Phineas Gage or whatever. Yeah, with the railroad spike. Yeah, through his head. Yeah. Same way, through the chin up into the eyeball or something. Mm. Yeah. Freaky. Just going to get like slightly lumbotomized or something gross. <laughs> right? I know, that's what I was just thinking. What about your brain, though? Like... Frontal lobe, turns out you can still uh, walk around and eat and shit with uh, no frontal lobe. Oh, yeah, but you just, like, don't think, I guess? You're just a meat sack with no thoughts? How does that work? Or maybe you just can't uh, communicate them? I think dulled emotions and certain uh, other things. Yeah, Trippy. you can still talk and shit. It's really freaky if you dive into the whole <laughs> lumbotomy uh, rabbit hole. Lobotomy! And the life without a frontal lobe... Uh, Rabbit hole. Yeah, it's pretty Mm. weird. Yeah. Well, anyway, witnesses said that the suspect uh, said, that's what he gets. He deserved it after he gave the guy the big old poke. Yikes. Yeah. Had it coming. (laughs) I guess. Justice delivered, I guess. That guy must have done something real bad, or Flagpole Man is totally nuts. I'd say maybe there's... Both sides to blame type of thing going on. Yeah. Who knows? This is a bigger story that I am interested in hearing <laughs> about someday. How did this all start? So, what made you that mad? Uh, not so mad, though, was a bike thief who saw an open garage in San Francisco oh. and a $1,300 bike sitting in it. So, it's like 10.40 p.m. He rolls on up grabs the bike, and then a big dog shows up. Uh Luckily for him, it's a golden retriever. Okay. And so the dog just slowly approaches him, tail wagging, and he's like, hey, man, and starts petting it, kneels down, lets it lick his face. Then the dog flops over, and this thief is giving it belly rubs, saying, oh, I love you too. Where's your dad? He shouldn't have left the garage door open before, you know, casually leaving. While the dog just stands there with its tail wagging, watching him go. (laughs) That dog did not do its job that day. Well, nothing needed retrieving. Gosh, golden retrievers are just the goodest of boys, aren't they? Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it. Because I think of our, our dogs, and, you know, they're small dogs, but... They wouldn't put up with that shit. Yeah, they'd at least sound the alarm. We would all know something was going down, yeah. Yeah. And if they didn't see the dogs, they might be afraid. The thief. Yeah, definitely. If they're on the other side of a door, it could be kind of squarely situation. Yeah. Just crazy, though, because, I mean, this garage is open. The door into the house from the garage is open because the dog just wanders out nonchalantly, and no one has any idea. Except... You know, they've got a security camera in the garage that captured the whole thing. Crazy. (laughs) There were some incidents in Lake Tahoe of women waking up at 4.30 a.m. in their condos to a stranger fondling their feet at the foot of their beds. 
Wowie zowie. Good news is the foot fondler has been caught. Oh. Yeah. 26-year-old dude. He couldn't keep getting away with it. Mm-mm. Did he kick down the door and then play? It's the foot day jingle. Probably, because uh, he might have said that as he walked in, but they were asleep and <laughs> didn't realize anything was going on until they felt their feet being fondled. Uh. Yeah, he's facing two counts of burglary and two counts of battery now. Um, but I guess he has had incidents before, uh, like stealing women's shoes and oh, geez. trespassing and masturbating in front of people that didn't want to watch him do that. Yeah. No, 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 no. Hell no. Dude just loves ladies' feet. What can I say? <laughs> he's, got, he's controlled by the feet. Yeah, you just got to find like a consensual outlet for that. Yeah. And my final story, Fallen from the Sky onto the Lanes Today, takes place in Texas, where a woman was mowing her yard when a snake fell literally out of the sky and landed on her arm wrapping around it. So What the fuck? Yeah, a venomous snake also. She remembers screaming, help me, Jesus. <laughs> and then a hawk swooped down, clawing for the snake and eventually getting it off of her and flying away. Jesus comes in the clutch. <laughs> Unfortunately, the snake bruised her arm by wrapping around it so tight. Ooh. And the hawk clawed the shit out of it. Oh, my God. There's pictures in these articles, and there was a lot of blood. And she's going to have a lot of scars, because it got her many, many times trying to get this snake off of her. Uh, Her husband came out during the fiasco with no idea what was going on, just hearing her (laughs) screaming, and uh, did take her to the ER for treatment. What the fuck? They noticed there that... Her glasses, the lens of her glasses broke during this altercation. Oh, fuck. And her glass had snake venom on it. Oh, Jesus. So she was pretty close to getting bit. Right in the eye. somehow didn't. Yeah. But she said that a few years ago she was bit by a venomous snake and survived. You know, got the antidote. Wow. Or whatever. Tough as nails. And yeah, just to prove how tough she is, she's already... Been mowing again. She's mowed the yard again. Yeah, she said that. She said the first time back at it, she did have her husband walk with her. Well, so. yeah, you gotta have your snake hat on or something. Fuck, I don't know. What a lady! What a lucky lady! Yeah, uh, hell of a story. Can't no snakes hold her down. That's right. But with the snake falling from the sky, it made me wonder if the hawk had dropped its catch. You know, and it was like, oh shit, gotta go get that. Uh, maybe. That's so crazy. Snake out of the sky. Fuck no. Yeah. No way. No, thank you. Now if a fat blunt could fall out of the sky. Yes. That'd be more like... uh, We have blunts here. I'd be ready. I am ready. I've never done a blunt. I'd do one. My body's ready. We are ready. Hey, we're ready to hit the road. It'll be a fun time. We will still be coming at you next Tuesday night and every damn Tuesday night as long as it says Tuesday on the night throughout it all I shall remain your faithful bowler Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City and I'll be Dame DeLorean till next time bowlers may your bowls burn ever brighter
that you gotta do is just ask them questions and listen to what they have to say and shit. Like the muscles of your vagina. Stop me, Lots of weed. Probably a lot of edibles. Puff, puff, pass. Puff, 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 pass. Puff, puff, pass. Puff, puff, pass. Puff, puff, pass. You'd like to smoke dope? I, I like the pot much better. Man, what am I smoking? Oh, yeah, pot. Bowl after bowl. Bowl, bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.com. Bowl, bowl, bowl after bowl.com.